You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Nope. 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 She's out. She's out. Uh, she's got some car she's, shit going she's on. She's out sell- selling her car. It's again. episode 350 of the New Utah podcast. 350. Um, Not prime, but a hell of a number. <clears throat> 350. 350 weeks of this bullshit. <laughs> like 52 <laughs> weeks a year. I mean, we're. In, in six more episodes, we'll have done as many weeks of this as there are days in the year. Oh, yeah. wait, no, that's 365, 15, 15, so 15, 15 more episodes. There. So, so three, but we're, our, our six year is in two months, yeah. basically, the beginning of May, roughly. Seven. What? Starting our seventh year. Yeah, we'll have so finished end our, of our sixth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll six, be in the six, year, six, six, starting in year seven. That's a long time for four listeners. That is a long time. We thank you. It's three. I thought it was three. No, we're going to lose one this week. It'll be three next week. Um, We'd like to take all three of you. May twenty fourth. It is interesting. Buy a drink. I'm, I've considered opening a Patreon for a long time, and we've just never done it. And I'm I'm just curious. I think in part because I don't want to see how big of a like failure this really is. <laughs> Get like one person that supports us. I would feel really bad. Well, I mean, some people supported us when we did the great equipment, you know, upgrade like yeah. four years ago. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that was um, Jess and how much of that was just listeners wanting to donate because they loved us. Like, I don't know how much of that was Jess. Maybe people love Jess and people don't like us so much. I don't know. It's possible. By the way, I think Jess occasionally is on uh, Your Creativity, um, which is uh, uh, Dylan. Is it Dylan? And, uh, Dylan or Dallin? Uh, it's Dylan. Dylan. And um, um, Steve. Stephen Hatch. Yeah, from Hatch Family um, Chocolates. So if you ever want to hear her, she's occasionally on episodes with their stuff, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I she's s- a part of it. I don't know either. I saw stuff where she like guest hosts every once in a while. And she might be doing their social media. Yeah, something like something. that. So if you miss Jess, you can go see her over there. But you probably already knew that if you missed her because she's not exactly a non-active social media person like us. <laughs> She's very active. As you can tell, she used to run our social media. We try, but it's not the same. Actually, Julia does a good job on I think, Instagram. I do. I think sure. Julia does a really good Instagram job. <clears throat> and since nobody really looks at Facebook and Twitter, I think we're okay there. Well, everything I do on Facebook also goes to Instagram. That's so true. basically, I run our Instagram as well. And I did so, Twitter, but I Julia. I really helps. try and do our web. And I was going to this weekend. It was just not a good weekend to do it. But so I will officially be uh, four. I think four episodes behind with this one. <laughs> That's okay. It's it is it's a lot of work to do all of those things. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it actually is because we are all very very busy people. We have busy lives. We work jobs. We have kids. We I mean, you look at it. If this like was our full time thing, oh yeah, oh fuck yeah, because things would be a lot better. It was full time too. <laughs> you know, we spend three to four hours a week on it. Like, that's a lot of time for me to give up for anything. That's how, I mean, that's the amount of time that I spend gaming. That's but like, you, you spend more time gaming. I mean, not really. Yeah. We, 
About six From about to five. six to ten. No, well, no, it's five. I leave the house at five, but we don't actually. Then start I go gaming. bullshit for an hour and a half. Well, we eat dinner. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. The amount of time that you spend <laughs> every Thursday away doing something that's not work, that's not yeah, that's true, that's is true. about five hours. Yeah. And if if they are doing it on a a day where like the next day is like a holiday or they have it off or whatever. Sometimes they do it. For, they'll game for like six Which hours. I gotta fucking tell you, that's tough for me. Like, I have to have an energy drink on Thursdays when I do the gaming. This is nerd shit in my life that people don't need to hear about, but I'm fucking telling it anyway. I gotta drink an energy drink because at home, by like 9 30, 10, I'm falling asleep. There have been days where I'm like, it's there 9 o'clock and I'm like out. Yeah, I'm like, babe, like, I got to go to bed. I'm, t- I'm exhausted. And I'm just sitting L- there. Like I've always said, you and Heather like, are identical in a lot of ways. And Bria and I, like home projects, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, we're watching whatever. Heather's dead asleep on the couch. Oh, fuck yeah. I, all of a sudden I'll be like, are you falling asleep? No. Like, how do, he's like, wait, how do you know? I'm like, I can hear your breathing change. Yeah, she's like tuned into when my breathing yeah. changes slightly. Well, we'll be having a conversation. Well, at least I thought we were having a conversation. And she's out. I'm like, are you even, you're not even awake. Yeah. He does that. Most of the time he does that once we're in bed. And literally, once we're in bed. Oh, yeah. All bets are off. It's like, I have a maybe a minute. <clears throat> yep. Heather's the same way. She'll, I let her do her bathroom stuff first. Then she gets into bed, and then I do mine, and then I come out, and she's usually on her phone or a kid. Oh, she's awake when you come out? Ish. Bonus. Ish. <laughs> but, like, I'll hear her phone drop. And I look over, and she's, like, dropped it on her, and she's half snoring. And yeah, no. Yeah. If if I'm in the bathroom for too long at night, I oftentimes will come out to him He's just gone. asleep. I'm just out. Yeah, that's fine. And he'll And when I get into bed, he'll be like... I tried to stay awake so like, I, by rolling over and But when the alarm goes off in the morning, I don't have a problem jumping out of bed and doing everything. Sound I could fucking run the whole house all day for the first three hours. Not always true. It's on the other way around. But so I remember when I first started the company um, and you guys were first together and I'd be up working till midnight because I... You'd be at, messaging Bree. At the first bit, I had my day job and then my night job while I was transitioning into this. And I'd be like, hey, Bree, you still up? It's like 11. She's like, yeah, I'm just ironing. Well, I did that with <laughs> when I was still with Don. Yeah. If you remember right, because Don was the same way. Don's a morning person. He's not a night person. <clears throat> so I'd be up and I'd be like, oh, I'll just be in the TV room ironing. And I'd just have the door shut. And I'd I will just be say, ironing. You give me an have energy- my laptop up. <laughs> give me an energy drink or cocaine. I'll be fine. Stay up. Or cocaine. That cocaine. Yeah. The, the the, the nose, the nose sugar. No so candy. We follow uh, the Kearns. There's a Kearns Facebook page that I like. Is it's not like an of official one. Or cocaine? Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> and somebody just, I mean, I don't want to make too much fun, but somebody in some broken English or whatever asked if it was snow, if it had snowed here or whatever. And somebody just sarcastically replied, unless it's cocaine. And then somebody else was like, well, it is Kearns. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I joined that group finally that she's in, the the Kearns Township group, and uh, every once in a while I'll hop on there to read it, and I will type out a post replying to someone's thing, and then I delete it, because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to participate in what's going so on. I'm here. in the Riverton one, similar. Like, I'm like, I want to be helpful. No, I don't want to participate. It's as bad as the ring. There's, it's worse, dude. Is that it's so shots? much worse. It- Somebody's somebody okay. rang my doorbell. So my neighbor up the street, Someone at the, walked past the my neighbor, house. you know the turn into the neighborhood right there, that right. that solo house yep. that's like right on Faces. the turn. Yeah. Yep. So 
they posted on the group and they're like, I can't believe who's doing this to my house. And there's a picture of a condom on their doorknob. It's not doorknob. a used condom. It's just an it's open just a- condom that they pulled out of the wrapper and it's on their like door handle of their <laughs> storm door. Time. Three times in two days, kids have put, That's and I'm sure it's fucking kids because it's she's right like, by the main walkway. She's like, all. I went across to my neighbor, and they don't have cameras, and I'm gonna buy a camera, yeah. and my neighbor's gonna buy a camera. Neighbor, We're gonna find out who's the neighbor doing this. across the street might have done it because he's the creepy fucking dude that hangs out in his tidy whitey. He, she talked to a woman. Yeah, he has a wife, but he's like that dude comes out in his tidy whitey. So all literally, time. he has. Come so out what are you? What those. are they gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking kids dicking around. And it's not a dirty condom, so I mean. No. I mean, as far as you know, like it's not great. Well, she took a she posted a picture. Yeah, but you don't know whose dick was in that thing first. It could have been a dirty dick. All right, whatever. It's very clearly an unused. <laughs> yeah, condom. it looked like a kid probably just threw a condom Talking on. Talking about there. the herpes. But she was all like, "Man, what if my kids touched it?" Okay. Then you talk to your kids about what they're fucking used for. And it's, you, they essentially touched a balloon. Are yeah. they going to put it in their mouth? What's your problem? Yeah. I don't know. You're <laughs> just going to play with it? Mom, look at this stretchy balloon. <laughs> it feels slimy. Yeah, it's the I can't I cannot even look at my ring group half the time. I just I can't. Oh, and it's been like military some, stuff. Some around. stranger came to my door. Does anybody know this person? No, answer the door. It looks like Verizon. A, or, you know what I mean? He had a fucking name tag that said Elder Johansson on his fucking shirt. What do you think it was? Because we're right here. We always get the... Did you, what is it? What's the Why are all the helicopters flying around? Because so, we're right by the airport. Chris and I usually yeah. don't even notice them. And for some reason on Saturday, whatever I was doing, I like my brain recognized there was a helicopter and I yelled to Chris oh my god there's a helicopter what's going on and chris is like what are you even talking it's about like, stop for a it, second and were, listen and then he stopped and he was like oh yeah hey, on ring. well they were doing shit to track that chinese spy balloon probably i so. don't know oh, yeah. what they're well, doing well so where i'm at i'm like right behind ca- uh, camp williams uh-huh oh, and yeah. in the summertime oh yeah I hear gunshots. The hell you do? It's Camp Williams. Well, of course man. you do. They fucking lit this mountainside on fire like a hundred times. They're, yeah, from they're firing. It sounds like bombs. It is. <laughs> Where the fuck do you think you live? <laughs> People get on there all the time and they're like, you live by an airport. Well, and it's not just like, one, it's not just that it's an airport, right? It's an airport that has a National Guard base that has an Apache squadron stationed yeah. there. There at any point in time, there's usually like fucking a dozen Apaches there. Plus plenty of other fucking military support aircraft that the they fly in. All helicopters, by the way. Blackhawks come in, the big Hueys the big, come in. Yeah, like the big Chinooks, like yeah. the double blade Chinooks or whatever they're called come in. Uh, it's like there's military helicopters all well, Also, they're flight training school at yeah. that airport, and they do helicopter training. So, like, sometimes they'll have, like, the small airplanes, and they'll come kind of low, and I'm assuming it's like they're teaching them how to do different things or whatever, and people will be like, Oh my God! What is going on with the airplane? That's also why when there's the at least once a year plane crash at the West Jordan soccer field, <laughs> which I don't know whose fucking bright idea was. Let's put these soccer. Let's put this giant them. open field right in front of airport to in the flight path, so that when pilots have problems, they can fucking crash land where kids play soccer. Yeah, <laughs> like at least once a year, there's a crash in that field from a small aircraft. Usually the people will walk away from it because it's a nice field, right? Yeah. But also, like, kids play soccer there. Like, at some point, some kids are going to fucking die. To be fair, our web, the, the Facebook isn't as bad with that stuff. But it's usually, like, uh, some of it's helpful. Like, some of it, I'm mm. like, oh, that's interesting. But they'll be like... <laughs> some lady. 
some lady was bitching about HVAC's out. Who knows who can get here? Some lady was bitching about her neighbors, how many cars they had in their driveway, and that they were parking in front of her house. And I'm like, you can't do anything about that. It's fucking public street. They have every right. And then my thought in my brain was, well, when people do that to me, and it's like snowed. One, I will call and report the car to the municipality. Well, you don't even have to call. They have a a website, but I'll report it because you're not supposed to park on the street in the winter. Because of snow removal. Because even with our circle, we have snow removal because a bus comes and picks up uh-huh. the kids next week. But also, when I'm removing snow, guess where the snow goes? On top, <laughs> on top of the of fucking car. car. <laughs> you park in front of my house, I'm going to put snow on your car because I'm an asshole. I just, I don't, I don't get why if there's room in front of the person's house that you're going to that you don't park in front and of And that's their why house. I do it because there's always fucking room in front of our neighbor's house. I mean, I get it if we're doing a party well, it, or, you know, somebody's doing a party or whatever. Neighbors have those like double, triple deep driveways. Uh huh. We and have big driveways in this like neighborhood. Get- but most people are kind of like you. They don't use their garage. And so their cars are parked there. So if they have a couple kids, their driveway's full. So then they, they're parking in the front. But still, why do you print in front of some? It, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So um, I do want to talk about scintillating parking conversation. I, I do want to talk <laughs> about making sausage as well, uh, as long as we're here. Talking oh, I was going to say we should have talked about the jeeps that would have transferred. Trans. Ah, uh, that's all right. Let's talk about sausage. We'll get back to we'll get back to car troubles. <laughs> car talk. <laughs> um, so I finally made uh, kielbasa. Jeremy inspired me. So Jeremy got a meat grinder, and I directed him yep. on some sausage-making techniques and sausage stuffers to Christmas. start with. So I've been grinding up a store in the yeah. last... Yeah, he's month. been meat grinder extraordinaire. He's made way more stuff than I've made, you know, in terms of, like, variety. Because I've made Italian sausage and some and some bratwursts. Um, but I've been pretty... Like, I make really... I've, I'm a kind of person that wants to perfect something right. before I move on, and so... I've been wanting to smoke my own sausage for a long time, but I don't think smoked Italian sausage is great. Um, in fact, I don't think Italian sausage is great for anything but like dinner for like a, a pasta dish uh-huh. or, or on its own is like a, like something you just eat by itself with yeah. peppers and onions and stuff. Um, the Fiddler, Fiddler's Elbow, we went to Fiddler's Elbow for brunch this last weekend. They served Italian sausage links with breakfast. Didn't work for me. Huh. Not I mean, good. it was okay. the 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 sausage was okay. It was just weird to have it. It was yeah, Italian sausage with it's... breakfast and skip. But we asked the girl. We're like, "Is it link?" And she's like, "I don't know. I'm new. Well, let me go find out." And she goes back. Yeah, it isn't. So I'm like, well, "We oh, get it, it." And it's a fucking link of Italian sausage. It was like this not, big. It's like it was a like broth size. I mean, yeah, it was an Italian sausage. So it was like this long, yeah. but they it, sliced it lengthwise in half. Huh. Interesting. It was okay, but it wasn't a breakfast thing. Yeah. So I've yeah, done, I was unimpressed. I've done breakfast sausage. I've done Italian. Oh, so you didn't even tell me you did breakfast sausage. Yeah, that, that first batch. Yeah, he said he did like 15 oh. or See, whatever. I still haven't done that. I really want to do breakfast sausage. They, they were good. Mine turned out a little on, a little bigger than I wanted for breakfast sausage, but they taste really good. I mean, let me put it this way. You use sheepskin cases, yes. right? Yeah. Let me put it this way. I've done in the last three or four weeks, how long I've been doing it, I have done probably 20 pounds of meat. There's almost nothing left. Like, people are eating it as fast as I can make it. So yeah. some of them aren't looking so good. But some of them good. I'm trying to get my sausage stuffing technique right. But they've all tasted really good, and everybody's loving them. So. Which is which – is, you, you've used you've used pre-seasoning packets and stuff too, though, right? Yeah. For a lot of them. So the site that I've used to do spice measuring has been really good. 
uh, and learning how to taste stuff before you package it up so you can add more seasoning if yeah. you need to. We didn't we didn't do so good with the kielbasa. I think we were, <laughs> it was too late at night. It. I mean, it's okay. It definitely needed more salt, I think. Um, it does taste pretty good. I got to sample it. Yeah. So I. I've, so anyway, yeah, I made kielbasa, which is a... And I think I will do more beef in the mix. Uh, it was mostly pork. But I think I want to go closer to 50-50. Uh, I think it will make a better... They have that um, high-temperature cheese that you can get for all of these oh, kinds yeah, of yeah. things. Oh, yeah, yeah, to stick that stuff in there. So one thing that I really like is my smoker works at a really low temperature. And for kielbasa, you run them in the smoker at like 130 for a couple hours to start. And my smoker will do such a low temperature. And it maintains even on a cold day. Uh, and then you crank up the heat and put the smoke in. Um, crank up is relative. It's only crank like up to what two hundred to one sixty five, and and smoke them for a few hours. So they turned out really well. Um, I I mean I definitely there's stuff I'll change. Um, I ended up making about ten pounds, which in hindsight probably not going to make that much. That made a lot more than I expected. See for us, ten pounds is perfect because we can get about three or four meals out of it. Oh, I could get a lot more than three or four meals out of it. But, like, I see, I love kielbasa because I'll, like, cut it up and throw it in with cabbage or pierogies. Mm. Or it's good, like, with charcuterie. So with a little bit of cheese yeah, with a good a cracker. with a good kielbasa, you cut yeah, it a little a thinner, thinner on the slice. bias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that turned out really well. Um, I'm going to try and do meat sticks probably because your pepperonis really inspired me. Yeah. So, as we talked about before, there's a few things I'd modify, but... For round, for a first try, I think it went really well. And yes, I just went with the the pre made kits for this round because I'm like, eh, let's just get it figured out. And once I know what I'm doing, as long as you have a good kitchen scale, yeah, you'll be set. Like so, the, it's the weight of meat is really important. Right. And like if you're doing a pork bite, you got to cut the bone out before you weigh it. Right. So this batch I did over the weekend uh, was mostly my own seasonings. Nice, nice. Because I'm like, okay, I got I got it figured out. For for the few, for first few rounds, I'm like, I don't want to mess with this. I don't want to spend all this time messing on the seasoning. I just want to get the process down, figure out what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm I'm excited. Um, so yeah, you want to talk about your cars? So Julia is not here today um, because she's had issues. Issues. So so she had issues in the past with the Jeep. She had the transmission redone. So last weekend, it was chugging and having issues and so she took it back in and she said when she took it in if this is over a thousand dollars to repair i'm done but listen to a few previous episodes with julia you'll understand so (laughs) anyway it came back uh today there's about seventeen hundred dollars in repairs well no it came back yesterday when they gave her the quote about seventeen hundred so in her mind she's that's it i'm done i don't want to put any more in it which to a degree, I get it, because she did just spend... You have, well, you have to look at what is the value of the car, what is the value of the right. repairs, like how much... If I do these repairs, how much life am I going to get out of the car? But also, to be fair, if you do those repairs, she's probably got a couple more years out of that car, which... Right. I mean, you don't know, because older cars... Has she even had it for a year? Yeah, she's had it. Uh, no, she has not. Well, I don't think so. Her, her her registration card showed up in the mail over the weekend. Yeah, so she hasn't even Not had quite it a for a year. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I think she got it in like early spring last year. The problem is, she not the problem, she's used to buying less expensive yeah, cars. Yeah, when you buy a three to $6,000 car. That's what she did in high school. That's what she did the first part of college. Anyway, so all that aside, I, I told her, 
okay, you, you, you do whatever you want, but if you're going to buy another car, this time buy a decent car, take out a loan from the bank. Yeah, we had those same conversations with the girls. Like, right. that's Sean, why, that's why Sean did her loan. Sean's right. the Pathfinder was starting to to start to have problems, and we told Sean, "Look, you need to we you know we're going to take care of these problems for you." Because she had some money from when the dude ripped off her bumper and they salvaged the car out. It was like that was a so whole. We kind of had a savings. We had a slush aside. fund for it for repairs, but we told her. Okay, so the the you know clearly this car is starting to give you more problems than it's worth, and you're not really happy with it anyway. So start making a car payment to yourself. Yeah. So figure out what that mm-hmm. means to you. If it's two hundred dollars a month that you can afford, or one hundred and fifty, whatever that is, you start making that payment to yourself, or work your way up to it. Yeah. And, right. and you put that money when you make that payment to yourself. You put that money in an account, and you just let it grow. Okay. And then when it's time. You have a down payment for a car, and you're already and you're used, you're to, used to, making to making the payment. A payment. So, so anyway, so she's spent the last couple of days looking for cars. She found a car today. She found a buyer for her old Jeep today. So she's in the middle of that. So I've kind of been helping with that. I, I took her to pick up her car. Anyway, so I'm dealing with all of that, and then Hannah <laughs> gets stranded at the mall with. What's funny is Julia's other Jeep that she was tired of fixing like four years ago. That so, Hannah has made last for, for four, four years. years. Yeah. And it's and I think it's an alternator, but I, I think it's fixable. However, in the middle of all this, and then it's podcast night, and so like I send a message. I'm like, today has been a shit show. I am picking up – so I went and got Hannah – Took her home, got the tow truck set up, went back, met the tow truck guy. So it's been car issues. Like, Well, it's been Jeep <laughs> issues because that's what happened with Cassie for hers a couple of weeks ago. Was hers was a Jeep. Hers, she drives a Jeep and her issue was a Jeep issue. Yeah. so Jeep issues galore, Jeremy. Jeep, Jeep issues, issues galore. Jeeps are, seem great when they're new. But when they get older, there's a reason why people get rid of them. They're expensive to maintain for sure, and yeah. they have issues. I, I, as much as I think like a Jeep Wrangler would be great, I will never buy a Jeep. I'll stick to my Hondas, even though Bree has discovered um, that <laughs> the year her Honda CRV is, well, there's like right a. In the there's like a three-year time span. She's going to throw up from the dog shitting underneath. Oh, I her. think that that burned the hair out of my nostrils. Um, <laughs> the the three-year there's like a three-year window that her her car is like right in the middle of. That it's not a definite thing. Like Honda hasn't recognized or or said it out loud because if they do, they'll have to start doing recalls. But the the service technician said, "I've been seeing a lot of cars in this three-year span from As Honda. They age. The CRVs, the engines." burn oil and he's like there's nothing that indicates there's anything wrong they just start to burn oil he's like and it, it's not like it's dripping he's like i think it's probably a piston no ring a piston it's ring that wears out inside the block obvious. yeah so you think it to, just passed its emissions and i just renewed it in december it passed well, emissions. okay but you gotta remember emissions on newer cars have nothing to do with what comes out of the tailpipe. That's true. It has to do with what the computer says, which is why Volkswagen had that huge fucking problem. Because they just Because changed. they, yeah, they cheated true. the I system. I think if, it ha- if they'd stuck one of those things in the tailpipe, I don't think it would have passed. It might not have. Um, but so anyway, so so uh, the, he thinks it might be like a deteriorating piston ring. So she had the other engine that ran out of oil out of nowhere for no reason. So they like one minute it's making a noise and I go in and the next minute they're like, yeah, the engine's like you can't. It's got shavings in it. Like, wait, what? So this one, she got the engine like a year and a half ago 
And it was actually the second engine because the first one they got was bad. So this is like the third engine they put into her <laughs> CRV. It's wild. So uh, she's driven it 6,000 miles since she put that in a year and a half ago. Which for a year and a half, that's nothing. But she's like, I need to make an appointment. She's like, it's doing the weird like starter grind noise in the morning, which is not actually what it is apparently. She's like, I need to take it in and have them check that out. I might as well get an oil change because I haven't had one since June of 2021. Yeah, because it's only been 6,000 miles and like the full synthetic lasts for a while. And it tells you like when it's supposed to get changed. So she takes it there and they're like, yeah, uh, this engine's burning oil as well, clearly, because you're a couple quarts low. Like, what the fuck? So, and it's not like it's dripping in my garage, so it's definitely burning it. Yeah, it's, it's just burning it and leaking. just going out the tailpipe, so we'll, we'll just have to keep it close. And then, like, you usually have to do that at some point. Cars get to an age right. where the engine does start burning but oil. But it's not even 10 years old. Like, yeah. like Hannah's Jeep, which is a 2003 that's got everywhere it parks on the streets, got, like, little, little oil stains. Because yeah. it's just a, it's well, a 20-year-old. Well, what happens is the seals and stuff do start to de- deteriorate right. around those parts. And so unless you go in and rebuild the engine and redo all the seals, you're going to have some seepage. Yeah. and just happens. But not for a car that's that young. You know, that was uh, that was rough. So anyway, the, the solution, <clears throat> there's two solutions. One, get another new engine. Or rebuild it. I guess there's three. Or rebuild it. Or the third solution is the one that we decided to go with, since it doesn't really cost us anything, which is keep some synthetic oil on hand. Chris will go out every... <laughs> Check it once or twice a month. You and know. Fill it up if it's low. Yep, <laughs> add oil as needed. That's what you do at some point with cars. So <sighs> anyway, that's a lot of fun. Cars, cars, cars. Uh, and, oh, yeah, I'm going to bust out our friend just because I can. And our guest is running behind this evening. Uh, John has shingles. Sorry, John. That I was like, thanks. That's just because I told him it's just because he's getting old. <laughs> he's not that old. Like, shingles. But apparently he told me that the doctor, so Jody said, I think you have shingles based on what it looks like. And Jody, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a nurse. So yeah, it's she's, not, a, she's not just nurse. like some random person saying yeah. you have shingles. And, and so she's like, I think it's shingles. So John goes to the Instacare today. And the doctor's like, yep, it's shingles. Uh, and he said, apparently shingles is starting to show up more and more in younger people. Like our generation that got chicken pox when we were little and got vaccines as well. Like it's showing up in us uh, at an earlier age. So it used to be like shingles. The big thing was like over 65. You really wanted to get revaccinated, but it's starting to show up in much younger population. Yeah, my sister now. is just younger than me. He's had it twice. <clears throat> yeah. That's what you were saying. And it does tend to, once you get it, it does tend to reoccur. Is it like and a it's painful. flare up? Yeah, I yeah. mean, sort of, because it's, of. yeah. It's kind of an auto, I guess an autoimmune It's an disorder. autoimmune problem. Yeah, because basically what happens is as you get older, your immune system doesn't remember how to fight this virus. It's already in your system. And so when the virus, like, breaks free or whatever, your immune system responds differently. And it's weird because it, it, it will target a, a portion of your body. So usually with chicken pox, you usually have them kind of everywhere-ish. Like you might have concentrations in different places, warm places and stuff, but usually chicken pox are everywhere. Shingles are usually at a certain part of your body, and that's usually where your breakout happens every time. Chicken pox parties, man. We were the last. We were the last of the people to have those. That wasn't a thing. Your kids never went through them. Mm-hmm. It was Gen X was the, and maybe the back end of millennials, which is me, right? Like I was that crossover 
the Zen, the Zennials, is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, but right between Gen X and millennial, some of them had chicken pox parties. But I remember quite well going to someone's house that had chicken pox. Kid fucking felt horrible. And we were hanging out with them. And they were like <laughs> passing a fucking sucker around between kids. So I, I remember as a kid, whoever, and I don't remember which of my siblings got it first. My dad gave whoever that was a sucker and then shared it with all of us. Yep. Because that was that back then they said if one of them gets it, give it to all of them because they're going to get it, and then you can control it. And that if you was... get it, well, and if you get chicken pox when you are an adult, like a young person, like like f- between like three and fucking fifteen or whatever, it's not that bad. I was probably eight. Like it's kind of shitty. It doesn't feel great. Like I had chicken pox when I was a kid, but it's not the end of the world, right? But if you get it in your fucking adult life, like like it can post sterilize 30, a man. it's fucking horrible. It's really bad for adults to get chicken pox. So I've um, had mumps. Yeah, my Have brother had, had mumps. mumps. My brother had mumps when mumps. he was like two. I had mumps. His face was all swollen up. Yep. My mom tied my head together with the dish towel, the whole thing, because your, your face is so heavy and it just yeah. kind of hurts. And so you just tie your jaw and your We're, we're really up. aging ourselves tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, mumps. we are and we're not because there's also a lot of anti-vaxxer retards. Oh, that's true. Morons. So it's all coming back anyway. Yeah, I, I don't say retards. Yeah, I, I tried to correct myself, but they, they're kind of slow. So if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It's adjustable. Well, with us this week is uh, Alexi Fisher. No confusion about the uh, last name this time. It's officially Fisher now. Oh, yeah. It was in the process of being changed just just shy of a year ago when you were on last time. It was a giant pain in the ass. They never tell you, hey, it's if you don't change it when you're filling out your paperwork, you screwed yourself. Oh, for sure. Because I, when I did it... For when we got married, I decided I didn't want my dad's last name. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to go back to my maiden name, but I had my ex-husband's name, so I didn't want his name. But I think Brenda Birch sounds really dumb, and that's my name. So I decided to take my mom's maiden name, which I really like. It has the heritage that comes with it, because I know I don't look it, but I'm Hispanic, right? So I go to the DMV, and they're like, why do you want this name? And I'm like, what's well, my mom's maiden name? Well, there's there's no paper trail for that. I'm like... And it doesn't have to have first one. of all, you've got my birth certificate in your fucking hand and my mom's <laughs> maiden name is right there. And second of all, it doesn't matter. I could change my name to freaking Jimmy. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it has a ring to it. I Jimmy, like it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, like you could fucking I think make it your name whatever just be, you want. I think it'd just be go fuck yourself. Then it would be Brenda. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, it can be whatever you want. Though. I but like my point Brenda is, Birch, like, though, because it kind of sounds like you make see? quilted handbags. <laughs> so maybe like, but I don't know that handbags I handbags that also probably say like something irreverent, like maybe go fuck yourself. What well, did you know? Christopher Birch is a, uh, a famous designer. Yeah. Well, and but we have a friend named Brandy Blair, and I'm like, how can we have Brandy Blair and Brenda Birch in the friend group? Like, no. <laughs> she just changed. That's her just name. too much. <laughs> so it's it's Herrera Birch. So well, also, I have my grandpa's cufflinks, which are H's. Oh. And so they went really well when I was a Hollingsworth. So I needed I needed to keep the H. I like that. So the baby doesn't care it. what your name is. They just care if you try to make a face with your picture. So if you're gonna to try to make a face, you gotta walk in making that face. <laughs> and just like hold it the whole time. Be there the whole hour. 
And then when they say smile, you can go. Okay, you clearly oh, yeah. haven't been to the DMV in a while. They just take your picture now. Yeah, they don't. Oh yeah, they don't shit. even tell you. They don't even uh, count anymore. They're like, you're you, done. I'm like, you, they, I sneeze. They you, take your picture as you walk yeah, in. Yeah, you basically. walk in. <laughs> you basically do. You walk in. They say, what's your appointment? You tell them, and they say, sit down, your and then CCTV they take your picture. It's like picture. The, yeah, it's <laughs> like the Disney ride where you walk in and they just take it. <laughs> like you don't even know where it's coming from. <laughs> Where's the camera? It's everywhere. You're always. <laughs> Unless you're a seasoned Splash Mountain rider, and people are doing all sorts of shit coming down. Play chess. All Not that. anymore. It's closed right now. They're, they're taking it apart, it. aren't they? They were selling pieces of it. They're they're making yeah. They're, yeah, they're turning it into t- uh, Princess Tatiana's and the Frog. Yeah, some oh, like that's a very look. That's a very good thing to turn the most racist ride in the Thank park you. to like the most maybe not racist. Not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it's, if it's fair, I mean, Tatiana, the entire character is actually based off a real person. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. I actually. actually watched somebody take, take that, uh, take her character, like, and like, say, like, these are the real things that yeah. they did, and like, these are the, you know. I just love that Disney, like, tries to not acknowledge the fact that that ride was Song of the South. The Song of the South played on that ride for fucking years and years and years and then when they suddenly like changed it Brayer Rabbit Brayer Bear they didn't even fucking say anything they're like we just changed it Brayer Rabbit and the Tar Baby there's oh god the Tar Baby oh man I I, there's a new TikTok out where this this black guy has been like reviewing Disney movies and I'm I'm here for it mainly for the reason it's like we there was so much we missed as children and even as adults we're like what the fuck mm-hmm. what and he just recently reviewed Dumbo oh god and when I tell I can't you, even re I can't watch that anymore I, I mean the animal cruelty alone but at the, the very beginning is literally just a chain gang yeah and it's like what <laughs> the fuck that's what puts the tents up and takes the tents uh-huh. down exactly it's chain gang. And, they're and they're like so, we're illiterate they're so <laughs> black face. <laughs> So I, I have to admit, you know, while you're here out in my shed, courtesy of this gentleman oh, you here. Gotta find that. You got a picture of it somewhere? No. <laughs> I can go get it. I can go bring it in. I know okay, exactly so where it's horrible. at. I've got stuff to share, too. So for our audience sweater party every year. We try and find the most horrible thing. That's the trophy, by the way. So the whole idea is to find the most awful like horrific. It's, a, it, it's not white elephant, like useful gift. Like it's a true like so, shit present. Yeah. Oh, like, awesome. But. A cool ship present. Like, I kind of want to showcase it, but I'm also kind of ashamed. Right. So like, I have a penis go get snail. Oh, this I, is going to be fantastic. That I found. Oh, <laughs> man. Why do you... This is not from you. Oh, that's not even the main one. So, and, not... and so the year that our friends brought it, we had this, and there was an Asian man. And then this last year at the antique so, store, we found... So, for people that don't see what Le- Alexi's seeing... Which is everybody. I think Jeremy's going <laughs> to... I'll take a the, picture of it. The, uh, the thing I brought out is, years ago at this party... Tequila! Some friends brought some old decanters that back in back in the day, they... I mean, this is a Mexican gentleman... <laughs> That is a tequila bottle. Is it? Is it a Mexican (laughs) So this was a thing. I mean, to be fair, uh, uh, with Mexican heritage, he kind of looks like one of my uncles. That's fair. Um, uh, This is a thing. So like this year, we actually found at an antique store, we found one like that. But it was a Native American. Oh God! And yeah. the Native American was <laughs> like, like wrapped in a in with a like the the big bubble nose that they would no. used to do. Yeah, and it said fire water 
instead of tequila, fire water for the Fantastic. Native American. So the one that I found a few years ago. It's a sign. It's a metal it's sign. A, it's a real vintage sign. Is it for like soap? It's for a shoe polish. A shoe, shoe polish or something? It has ninnies on it. Yeah. It's so bad. And I'm I like, I don't want it. I can't give it away, but I'm afraid to put it in my trash. I don't want That's the garbage fair. guy to know that it came from I mean, what if, it, what if they like are dumping it out and it like falls out you're and they're like, like, look at these racist motherfuckers. We're going to we like, tag the trash house. This is. We're but never picking it up ever again. We're going to shit in their trash. That is the kind of fucked up shit that we find for our white elephants. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one that might one up that one elephant. If I still had it, I'd give it to you so you could re-gift it. I like to collect salt and pepper shakers like an old white lady mm-hmm. um because i don't yeah my mom does that yeah um if i was uh, you know more blacker i think it'd be santa Clauses, but no it's they had we had black santa claus at our christmas party this year and i really really wanted him but my friend was like i need something ethnic at my house and i'm like oh that's fantastic <laughs> I love black Santa Claus. I have one that climbs up my Christmas tree and it sings. And I had That's white Santa Claus or black Santa Claus. And I'm like, dude, Santa Claus is a black man. Santa Claus is a black man. So I had to have him. <laughs> and I sing that to him when I put him out. So she, He had to look and see which box. I, I have a spreadsheet of oh, my Christmas boxes and what number they are so yeah. that they know. Where... That's actually pretty smart. So my grandmother, who I inherited like a lot of my salt and pepper shakers from, she had a set buried in this very deep box and I unwrap them and it is pretty much, what is the like Sambo kind of like, uh, Aunt Jemima <gasps> and <laughs> Uncle Ben pretty much had a baby, um, but like even more, more blackface. Like is it like the, minstrel is soul? It like the, yes, red lips, uh, black face, and I'm. It wasn't until my husband like literally said to me, "Lexi, you can't keep these in the house." You're like, like but I can. But like, what oh, do you I want me to do with them? Am I supposed outside. to throw them away? Oh, it's up in my office with my penis snail. Nice. That's okay. I found it. If you ever have a chance, go to the Penis Museum in Iceland. Oh. Isn't it bad? Oh, that is. It's this big. <laughs> That's a big tin. Big it's tin this sign. big. Big tin sign for stove polish. Oh, stove polish. Stove polish. I try not to Damn, look at it. Bad. Isn't, Isn't that, that awful? I just love the puppy in the corner. Like, it's I like, oh, it's family. Remember. It's yellow, right? I found it at the Savers and Draper. Oh, it's got a yellow. <laughs> See the and, and not all so of the shit we find is, like, super racist. I did like, find the vibrators from the 1940s. I do have... I that do is have, that, I just don't know how you still have that. That's like from seven years I have ago. vintage vibrators. I have both of them. <laughs> I thought you were going to... Every time you get up, I keep thinking you're going to go outside and get this shit. But. It's cold outside. I'm not, don't show me a picture of it, dude. I've got it in my freaking shed. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. It just... It just... It stays, you know, along the side of the bin. With yeah. The, the silver side yeah. out. Smart. And... And... and no, he's like, you could re-gift it. I'm like, no, I just, I can't. No. <laughs> no. I can't. I just want my kids to get it, like, when we have the estate after we die. <laughs> Absolutely. Leave it to one of your kids. Yeah, you know, like 30, 40 years when we pass away, the kids are going through our... Sh- what the fuck did grandma and grandpa have? I should probably have, start like- collecting a lot of vintage dildos for my kids, too. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Kinkway? You know, that's the box for the vibrator. You know, you know, nothing says, hey, I'm going to cure hysteria, like a box that says... Oh, quick way. We have quick two way. of them. Vibrate. Well, which one is that? Is that the finger one? So there's one that's, yeah, that's the finger. finger. So there's one that's got a little thing that sits along your two fingers and just makes your fingers vibrate like really fast. 
Okay. For and then there's like massage. a whole back one. Yeah. For all all general massage. <laughs> They're perfect. I found a Hitachi at NPS. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. It was actually a fairly good deal. See? And I didn't buy it because I was kind of grossed out. It's fine. NPS is fine. It's... It was it, it was not in a box. That's <laughs> so okay. that means a lot of people touched it. You can wash those things. <laughs> I don't. They I... can be disinfected. Yes. But I, I just know. I like to think that they have like a memory. Look, if you were in, <laughs> look, here's the thing. If you were in, I've not been here before. It's a personal kind it's of a new thing. land. You were also somewhat okay with buying like three month expired shit if you were at NPS. Absolutely. And like, I like going and you're like, oh, look at all the Lunchables that expired last month. I like to buy canned beans from 1942. Yeah. See, that's fine. That's fine. Those things that's as, long, a weapon. as long as the can is not Dude, bulging. They had it's the good. best shoes there one time, and I, they, they were not in yes. my size for a long time. So I was bad. getting a paper for my plotter, my large oh, plotter. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good place to get that yeah. kind of stuff because that stuff's like seventy five dollars a roll. We were actually getting tampons for the girls there for a while. <laughs> I mean, you can buy a full ass box of tampons for like three bucks. Uh, I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Granted, it's, it's the co- old cardboard box, and it kind of hurts going in but i mean is it gonna do the trick it's gonna do the trick well they have well, when the girls are here like they're not here very very much and it's like oh crap this just surprised me and i'm like well there's some in the trunk yeah. it, look they don't go bad it depends on what week you go what they have because it's a rotating sock like yes. that's the best part about mpa you can get really good fabric deals there if you're into fabric yeah they actually don't do the fa- they don't do the fabric anymore when did they uh, stop doing they that? stopped doing that i think like last year oh man but they, you can get your weights there oh i know your exercise so, like, the there's pound. the store and then there's like the industrial yeah, side. The, the industrial, industrial side. Side. So cool. i love both honestly i love but both they sides. don't do the material there. they don't do them anymore that's, that's where so, we've got yeah. this material is from yeah MPS. this is an mps material you're not you guys you're not saying this this is nice material I mean, for the table that we made. So I made the table and then... And then I... It's got batting underneath it. It has batting (laughs) underneath the vinyl, so it's not just solid wood. Nice. It's so when people smack the table, it's not as loud. So it's not as loud. And if something spills... It's It's wipeable. I mean, I I overestimated, so I, I have a bolt in the... I love yeah. NPS. Here's the thing, is you will use it again. So at some point... I love NPS. It's the hunt. I kind of feel like I'm like... So... On the hunt. And sometimes like I find a, something and I'm like, "Do I have a use for this?" This is you like, feel like you're in a you feel like you're in a bit nicer version of the swap meet over on Redwood. <laughs> yeah, it's like the indoor, the indoor swap. It's true, meet. and the thing is, it is ten times less smelly. It's a step above, and you're hey, actually in a building. You know what though? The indoor swap meet's great. They have that cafeteria in there. That stuff's so good. That food is amazing. When was the last time you were there, though? Maybe it's not. So amazing I mean, anymore. it's been a while. All right. So Usually. so realizing I have no room to talk, and I'm I'm absolutely proud that I shop at those places. But um, well, we're one not, of not my proud. one of the people that I work with, who I I can't say his name, not that I think any he listens to anybody else listens, owns a very big company, is a multi millionaire. I found him shopping there one day. Of course. Oh, yeah. For office supplies. Yeah. You yeah. can get good. <laughs> the thing is, all that stuff's just fine. Oh, it's good. Yeah. That, I mean, the truck it was was coming in, I got rear-ended. Now they can't sell it at the store. Exactly. It's like, or it's like it didn't make it to its delivery like, space on time. Okay. I'm going to get restoration so hardware shit for like 90%. You're of insured. That had the huge, she had a, she has a trucking company that they insure that had a whole, this was like a couple years ago. They had a truck that, that I don't remember what happened, but basically it was a truck full of pre-cooked bacon. What? So, so it's for a, a chain, whatever. So it's cooked meat. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I think it, was right. I think it was bacon. I remember it was bacon. They decide they, they, 
we're backhauling. Backhauling is when you haul something in, then you bring something else back okay. to make so that you don't lose money. Yeah. But, and and so they had a little space in this this load of bacon, and somebody needed to bring back some almonds. Now all of this is vacuum packed. So the almonds are vacuum packed, the bacon is vacuum packed, then they're all in their own separate okay, cases. Yeah. But because they put almonds next to the bacon and there could be an allergy, they just they deemed everything was completely a lot. It was yeah, it's all contaminated. So, that so that's what I'm saying. Like well, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that then goes to So they, what the insurance company does to kind of do that is they salvage it. So they they take what they can and then they they offload it to people and there they explain the circumstances. They offload it to NPS. Like yeah. that, that is exactly that is how NPS gets does. their stuff. That's why you can go get like half slabs of beef and stuff at NPS like that's they have huge giant chunks yeah. of meat they also have like the same three flavors of ice cream that expired two months ago sometimes <laughs> like, <laughs> what is the was a great mill harvest was it old grist old, old grist mill they oh, have yeah. like all their bread mm-hmm. granted mm-hmm. it's like maybe a week old and i'm still gonna eat it yeah th- look if it's look give me the honey wheat <laughs> factory made bread like that wheat bread's got a, it's a little toothsome anyway let me yeah. let me tell you factory made bread like that that shit will sit on your counter for three months and not mold you're fine exactly <laughs> it's got so many damn preservatives in it you're fine it's yeah. i remember we'd, we'd uh when the kids were younger we'd go there to get cereal and stuff because you could get like yeah. the mega yeah. bags that are that are only like three or four dollars at the store anyway for like 99 cents oh yeah yeah. NPS is you great. Just, I'm a you just fan. can't go there for like regular grocery shopping because it might not. It be all there. changes. So you're frequently. never going to yeah. find the same thing twice. Yeah. But and their produce, I'd rather go to Rancho Market us. for their produce. Or the the Asian market is really good. Yeah, too. Asian market's got great produce too. I love Winco. Yeah, Winco's That's my what favorite. Because yeah. I've got that new one out by us. Yeah, the, yeah. Is it, it's a considered Harriman. Right by the Smith. Yeah, it's, we yeah. go there all the time. Yeah, I live by the one in Salt Lake, and it's where we have consistent murders, but at least there's great prices but on produce. But you can get your meat for That's good right, price. Yeah. And, it's all co- and it's co-op. Like, Winco's a co-op. Yeah. When it's ground, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, you know, at least you know you're helping out, you know, farmers a little bit better there with the co-op. Yeah, because they're all local. True. Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, but they're yeah. all in this vicinity. It's not yeah. come from Mexico. Yeah. Which is great. It's fantastic stuff. Paying a lot less for eggs. I know you didn't come here to talk about racist <laughs> effigies and, and grocery Winco. shopping at NPS. That's but... not true. That was the complete point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We can keep talking about that shit because it's and, all... you know, Uncle Alonso... It's Black History Month. It is all you tell <laughs> no, stuff. True. It is true. It is true. So I'll go we get that Uncle thing Alonso before we go. You can here. take it home. Oh, <laughs> I'll just burn it in effigy. <laughs> it's going to take a while to burn. It is a piece of metal. I married a fireman. We have a torch. <laughs> it's not metal. It's ceramic. I think it's... I don't think not it's the, going to oh, the the, sign? Not the racist That's sign. That's true. I thought you were talking about that. I was, I was like, you're going to get the that up? No, I'm not giving up my, my tequila Mexican. <laughs> I mean, like I said, to be fair, he does kind of look like a, like a like an uncle. I love um, those. A tío? Yeah, it looks like Tio. A little fat Tio with his guitar. I mean, he kind of looks like my uncle Alonso. I'm not going to lie. I feel like there should be... What is that really... I'm going to be so mean here. The really terrible Chinese liqueur... What is it? Oh. There was an Asian one. Yeah, a little. But I don't remember China, what it was. It was a Chinese else. man with one of those those with pointy the, like, it's like a black liqueur, but it's nasty. It smells like ass. Yeah, and maybe that's like ass. Maybe that's what hmm. was. It's in probably because it's fermented ass. Probably. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they fucking ferment everything in China. They They're do. like, 
Is that a hundred years old? No. Well, fuck off. I'm not eating it. Like, has it, is it older than the Great Wall? No, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. The Mongolians didn't help make this. I don't Absolutely. want it. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you know what? Let's be honest. It's, that's how most people feel about aged bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my gosh, we got we got our, our friend who drinks that. What is it that he drinks? Black he drinks velvet. Fucking black velvet. That's so every too. Christmas Does we he make hate sure himself. No, he just all you know. Old people just get uh, into the like. This just, is the so drink. Every they drink. Christmas we try oh, and just pick him out something Toses? that's good. So this year, this year we got a oh, dented brick. Yeah, no, Rick. Just something that's. I try to get him. I try to get shit. him bourbons yeah. produced locally or bottled locally. Dented but, brick makes a really awesome whiskey. Yeah, it's not theirs yet, though, right? No, They're it still actually, blending. It, it, right? So or, it is he has, theirs. Oh, has he been around long? I can't. I couldn't remember when we talked to Ethan yeah. when he was starting. If well, they had already got stuff so, done or not. So Harley took it over. I want to say a little while ago, and he was one of the um, one of the distillers up at High West. Oh, okay. Who had worked on? Did we interview a lot Harley? Of, no. Oh. We interviewed Ethan. Ethan. Harley is a, a treasure. Absolutely adore him. And honestly, the entire team at Dented Brick is just amazing. Yeah, those guys are great. Those bottles are so cool. And yeah. I will say this, though. I love the bottle, but, you know, it's James liquor cabinet James over at Sugar House finally got with the program and fixed his bottle for his bourbon. The problem with those weirdly shaped or super tall bottles is oh. they don't fit in liquor cabinets. They don't. And I, I, I love... I will never not love his rye or his bourbons, but I literally have to sometimes like adjust my shelf mm-hmm. yeah. where it has to like sit outside and I'm like, no. Yeah. Like I don't want just one random bottle no. of, of bourbon or something up there. That's the problem I have with high West have bottles too. So yeah. Last. Well, our cats can't knock our bottles off. They're a little too big. Yeah. High Wests are all the really tall. Yeah. They're all really tall, but that dented brick bottle, I think is even bigger. So for the, the dented bourbon. brick bottle is has it the neck. Part, is it kind of square ish? No, no, it's, it's fully round, circular, but, but it's got a long, like super long yeah. neck. It's the same as their gin and their vodka mm-hmm. rum, but it's so it's a liter. What's the one yeah. that's really tall, but it's kind of squarish? What are you um, thinking? Are you thinking of uh, Holy Stones? Holy Stones. Yeah. yeah. Holy Stones. Their bottles are super cool, and I yes. love their logo, but same thing. Their bottles are really yeah. tall. The, the thin, tall, tall kind of weird yeah. shape. You know what? I don't want to blame the distilleries. I want to blame the bar cabinet makers. That's right. Yeah. Get your shit together, West Make let's, more let's like, adjustable let's make cabinets. Like half adjustable shelves, so we can like have half of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, yes. you know, like the like the slidey thing in the fridge where the shelf like half slides back, something like well, that. Well, and you know that like all the bars that actually are bars, like that stuff's hard to fit in their shelving too because their oh, shelving's yeah. not meant for those taller bottles. We like used, that. We'd always used to have to take them and like there were always like side cabinets that we'd have mm-hmm. to like stuck them under, stick them underneath, like yeah. where we'd also have the towels and which extra which sucks. You're like, yeah, I'm opening this. <laughs> which up. sucks too for like. Yeah. For for something like that that's local that you want to promote, yeah. like you and can't, the bottle is cool. You can't put it out because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit. That's, and that's what a sugar, downside. Sugar House's bottles are their labeling is nice. Bottles kind of plain, but it fits your camp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was really happy. They when have good labels that. though. Yeah. The label's good. I like it. But yeah, uh, I so love, I love liquor. So I do want to talk some about your uh, cocktail collective that you've been doing. Yeah. Uh, with, we, talk, we talked about that, and we talked about... Well, and uh, forgive us, because I know you talked to Julie about this, but as you know, since you're sitting in her chair, she's not here, so um, she weird. didn't tell us <laughs> why you wanted to be on the show again. We were just like, oh, sure, no. we'll have her be on the show. We love her, but she didn't, she didn't tell us why. Yeah, I mean, we. she told me that it'd be really awesome for me to come back. We just celebrated one year. Um, 
kind of what this next year is looking yes. like for us, uh, transitions for me personally as a business owner, um, and all those kind of big transitions. Yes. Also, uh, the last time I was here was also around Valentine's Day, and it was Black History Month. And right. so, like, you know, it's a Black like, History Month that just ended. You maybe, were here in March. It was episode three hundred one. Oh my gosh, it was. Maybe, maybe we. <laughs> just, I looked it up. Maybe we like, just know that, that like every ago. February. I'm here yeah. for it. Our our number ten comes in. We could just have our you guys next we could just have our Black History Month episode <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about Fuck racism. This. Fuck that. <laughs> we're taking it away from the meeting, the monthly meeting. They're gonna be like we're missing something. Oh now it's gone digital. Now it's, oh, it's completely all virtual. Yeah, because now she, yeah. well, she okay, can zoom so let, me, in. let me ask you, is the Black Utah Facebook group of ten people, is it like the Kearns Township Facebook group? I will say, okay, so I, I joke about it being 10 people, but I mean, I've been here for most of my life and I will say it is incredibly impressive, but also surprising how much that like meeting size has grown. I mean, <laughs> it is, it is filled with some of the coolest people. We've added I a bunch met. of people to this, this city in the last 20 so years. I gotta tell you that I had this thing that happened when my kids were, they weren't little, little, but they were smaller. And I, I looked into the back seat one day, my, my daughter was sitting there and she had, her black friend on the one side of her and her Mexican friend on the other side of her. And it hit me that my other daughter, her two best friends were a black girl and a Mexican girl. And I was like, that's right. I'm raising my kids, right? They found the only two black kids in the so whole happens. fucking neighborhood. And they're friends with when you send your kids to Catholic school in Utah, it's true. Yeah. There is a lot of diversity in Catholic <laughs> but school, man. My oldest daughter's uh friend, that girl is hot. She's a model now. Oh, that Gabby. girl. Yeah. <gasps> Get it. Diversity is, is in. It's hot. It's now. Gorgeous. Yeah, she's always posting pictures from like fucking hoity-toity places all over California and LA. LA. I should try and find what she's yeah. doing. I was hoity -toity. stalking out her the I other I don't day. know. There's like fucking nice fancy places I would have never went when I was 21, 24, however old she is now. Yeah. 25. I mean, well, well I went, she might not be. She was a little I went to bars when I went. Well, actually, by the time I was 25, I was done with bars. Like, that was yeah. like, that was like late teens, early 20s. I was working in bars and I was over bars. Yeah. Well, yeah. I grew up with a bartender as a mom. So yeah. I was never a huge bar fan. By the time I was like 21, I was like, oh, sweet. I get to use my real ID to come into the bar I've been going to for two years. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, I feel like it will be the same for my kids. Like, I am not worried about them abusing alcohol at any point of their life. Yeah, because they're going to grow up around it and It's going to be a normal use. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be just like sex. It's going to be a normal conversation, it's, which is how it should hey, be. Hey, instead of just sex is not a normal conversation for everyone either. Yeah, but, but it is aggressively no. <laughs> but pretending it, like it doesn't happen and it doesn't exist, that's not the way. Yeah. Well, and that's how you get yourself in trouble. And that's how you get herpes. Guys, yeah. true. this is actually a PSA. <laughs> this is how you get herpes. Well, it's 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 one of those things where if you tell someone they shouldn't have it or they can't have it and you shroud it in mystery and without and reasons and yeah. exclusion, like what does everyone want to know why and to, to want it? And so then it's funny because like all the people that I know that are like closeted drinker Mormons here in the state or are people that like have left the faith recently, there's no like casual drinking for them. They're binge drinkers. They could be 45 years old, have just left the church, and they're fucking blackout drunk when they drink. I absolutely. And one thing I've actually noticed is like my clientele and my, the type of clientele that I'm getting, uh, even for my, my personal, uh, sorry, my public and my private classes, 
are people that have left the church and maybe they've left for a couple of years or not, but they want to learn how to drink. They want to understand it. They want to be able to go out and enjoy these things without feeling like they're going about it in a stupid way or feel like they're intimidated constantly when they go out to the bars. And I completely understand. It's... It, it's kind of like when you go into a new, a new place and it's like, Ooh, I don't know what to do here. Like I want to be here, but I don't know what to do here. You like look up at the menu of things to do and you're like, which one do I, which one do right. I pick? There's well, 300 things. And, and then at a bar, says, there's no menu oh, yeah. at a bar. No, you got to no. know what you're looking for. But, but then also you go to a bar and you have no idea what you're doing. And they're like, do you want a tequila based drink? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want, do you want or a they say, drink? Do you like, want a, or you ask for something and they're like, well, what? What do what you kinds want? of booze do you like? And you're like, well, it's like a lot of people um, that go into bars and they'll be like, can I get a, you know, a whiskey, a whiskey and ginger? And it's like, okay, what kind of whiskey? Uh, it's like, unless you know that there's more than just I gotta, bourbon. Hold on. I got to tell you though, like 10 years ago, if you would have said what kind if I want a whiskey and ginger, they would have given you the only whiskey they had in the house. The, wi- the whiskey <laughs> thing, which was probably Jack yeah, or true. some shitty well. Like Jack was top shelf like 10, 15 years ago in a God, lot of bars. I don't understand. I watched a TikTok where the, there was a bartender and somebody was like, I want a Tito's. And she was like, uh, okay, but I don't want, vo- uh, no, but it was, it's, it's, I don't want tequila. I don't, I don't yeah, want tequila. vodka, but I want or whatever. Yeah. And she was just so confused. So she finally just gave her a glass of water. But like, <laughs> I mean, fair, honestly, fair. The whiskey thing it. is a relatively new for the for the country anyway, a relatively new thing where you now go into a bar and, have and it's the only scotch they have is not Johnny Walker, which is not great scotch, by the by the way. And I used to but, work for Johnny Walker. <laughs> but like, it's I mean, it's OK. It's fine. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. But it's overpriced and it's not absolutely. as good as other stuff. No. And I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is more of a fairly new thing that people are understanding. Oh, there's more. Uh, you know, options of whiskey to actually drink, whether you go like, does, like versus when you go to England or anywhere in Europe, you say whiskey and they're absolutely no, you're talking about scotch. Mm-hmm. They're no, you, they don't think you're talking about bourbon because bourbon's like a, that's an American, that's thing. an American thing. <clears throat> Whereas you go here, almost every bar is like, Oh, what kind of bourbon do you want? Yeah. Most people like automatically assume whiskey is bourbon and bourbon is whiskey and they're not wrong. But at the same time, it's kind of like it blows their mind to realize it's like, Oh, Hey, there's about a hundred other categories. And there's a huge difference <laughs> oh, in yeah. flavor. And in taste, Massive. you take a scotch from Scotland, oh, and you know what I mean. Well, even even me. even within Scotland, like the yeah. types of scotch, because like oh, yeah. take Laphroaig for example, which is I love Laphroaig and Isla, yeah. But no one likes PDS scotch in this country. It's like a it's an acquired taste for sure. Give me all the peas, and I think it's fucking fantastic well, now. To be fair, I can't drink Laphroaig straight. Like, I have to have a little bit of water with it. Give me all that. So, okay. what is it in that area? There's like 30 distilleries. So, that's the Isla region. Yeah. And basically, you have, I mean, you have Ardbeg, you have Octmore, you have Brulati, you have, uh, you have Laphroaig, you have, uh, Oban is one of them. Oban is one of them. Talisker is another. Yeah, and they're all like in this. They're all. I mean, you. You can almost walk to them. (laughs) There's about seven different regions that actually produce like the world's scotch. And actually, tomorrow is International Scotch Day, so this is a great time. There you go. And 
it's it's really cool, but everybody associates scotch with oh, it's got to be it's peaty and it's smoky and it's like absolutely no, not. Try no. a try a space side, try a lowland if you're really like I interested. Like space I love space sides because they're typically more sweet. They're very low on personality. They don't have a lot to bring to the table. They're kind of like a really neutral wine, and they're so good. Um, and the thing is, they don't necessarily lack in care or thought that's going behind the recipe that's building that, but. It's it's just not as bold or robust robust as like an Ardbeg Corvecchian. That's in your face. Yeah. Melt your melt I'm, your face. I'm still sad I, I didn't buy <laughs> the th- the $1000 bottle of Freud that I sell in Wyoming. <clears throat> It was like a small batch, like 25 year aged Laphroaig. How was, it was it? Like, well, it was $1,000. I didn't buy it. Smart. <laughs> I really wanted to, but I was like, there's no, I did buy a nice, nice bottle of scotch. And this is why I didn't buy the $1,000 bottle because we shared it and it went like one round. <laughs> but that was <laughs> for everyone that was at the cabin. Yeah. So unfortunately, there are some friends that appreciate it and some friends that are just like, yeah. it's a drink. Mm hmm. Put it in a Coke. Like, no. no. Don't mix that, <laughs> well, please. I, I've had people who say to me, hey, what do I do if I have all these really nice, you know, alcohols that I, should I mix them? Should I not mix them? Is it absolutely like taboo to do so? And I tell everybody, if, if you want to try it in a cocktail, be very conscious of the cocktail you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, I have, oh, geez, I have a 35 year, uh, Craig Elliki. And granted, it's fantastic. Um, it's mildly, it's mildly peated and mildly smoky. But it's more, uh, it's more heavy on the pe- uh, more heavy on the uh, malted barley. But for that, I would probably mix it in a Rob Roy because I know that it would mix very well. And even though, yes, that would be a very expensive cocktail if I were to go out to the bar. But I'm making that for myself, right. not making this for 30, 40 other people. It's one drink that you can dr- enjoy. Well, and I, yes. Yeah. And if I want to do it again, I can. And I don't have to feel bad about like collecting it or keeping it or not. It's it's my alcohol. I can do with it what I want to. I think what people don't understand necessarily is the the best cocktails, especially for really like high-end liquors and stuff, the best cocktails are ones that put those liquors forward. So like a solid old fashioned is a, it's my favorite cocktail and it is a great way to experience any kind of bourbon. I think. Well, because it doesn't, it doesn't cloud it. It doesn't overpower it. It's because you're just putting a little bit of citrus in there. You're, you're bringing out. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing. Like those kinds of cocktails really spotlight the alcohol that's in them and make that the star of the show versus like. And then there are some that are for people like me that I'm not a huge hard liquor drinker. And so I want all of the stuff in with oh, the alcohol. Yeah. So I want to feel kind of the burn and, and, you know, get the tingle. But I want to taste the orange juice or the cranberry <laughs> juice yeah. or the whatever else that it was mixed al- with. Also, like, I like a decent whiskey sour, but mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a decent whiskey sour. And if you go I'll to a bar <laughs> and you ask for a whiskey sour with a good whiskey, they're going to pour a whole shit ton of sweet and sour mix in it, Jesus. and it's going to just ruin the drink. I will absolutely make one for you. I'm going to change yeah. your goddamn mind. <laughs> I, lo- I, I like a good sweet and sour. Oh, yeah. The problem is people just don't know how to make them. Sweet and sour is... I mean, I am a big, I'm a big proponent of like fresh is best. And the, the mm-hmm. thing is, I understand that people doesn't, don't necessarily have the time to do that. It is very time cost effect, like cost, costly. Um, that being said, just fucking do it. Like I know there are ways to preserve 
your fresh ingredients in a way that you don't have to spend a stupid amount of money and a stupid amount of time every single time to do it. It is, you can easily make your own syrups. You can actually Mm -hmm. make your own bitters. You can actually make a lot of your own uh, liqueurs when you understand that all liqueurs come from a liquor base. And you really don't have to make your own bitters because they fucking last forever. They really do. (laughs) Well, that's actually another thing I've been teaching in almost all my classes and to watch people's face like, what can I do with bitters? Um, Every single time, it's teaching people that bitters aren't meant to add flavor to a cocktail. They're meant to express the flavor of your alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that is the main point. And so when people – I had – I remember this guy came up to me. He's just like, well, how do you build your old fashions? And I'm like, well, I do this, this, this. And then I add typically my Angostura aromatic bitters if that's what I want to use based on my spirit. And he's like, oh, you're not using the orange. And he talked to me like I should know better. And I'm like, no, because there's already citrus in it. Why would I want to add more citrus to my citrus <laughs> cocktail? That's I, so my so citrusy. My favorite old fashioned, and it's not really an old fashioned the way I make it, but it's it's a base of an old fashioned. I actually use fresh blood orange juice when blood oranges are in yes. season. So I'll do a little bit of a dash of of orange bitters, but I use blood orange juice and then you know the yeah. twist of the blood orange. And so there's 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 more to it than just the whiskey. Oh, but yeah. oh man, it's amazing. I do grapefruit. What? I'm obsessed. Oh, I bet that's really yes. good. Oh, it's so good. And then I do some black walnut bitters. Which, Every time I talk to you, I just want to drink more. <laughs> Which so I've been to three. I, I think so. Three of your cocktail classes, which they've all been amazing. Thank we, you. We talk about it on the show. You guys need to go to them uh, before you're done. We'll have you give you the dates yeah. of what, what's coming up. But what was it that you had that I think it was two times ago? Was was it your own cherries? Yeah. So I make my own uh, brandy uh, bourbon soaked cherries. Those were so good. Yeah. <laughs> Better than that gross ass moonshine shit you always buy. Oh. The moonshine cherries. Oh yeah, no. Josh, Josh is the one that likes to buy those. Those for are me. so gross. They, That's because he can't taste anything. They don't carry them anymore here in Utah. COVID. Good because they're gross. No, the last time we had the cherries, I had made them. Oh yeah, yeah. Those were good. I made my those own were good. cherries. Yeah, those were I good. I love making my own but, cherries. Oh, those were so good. Thank the ones you. that you made. I asked. I've had a lot of people ask if I'll like start selling those. And the thing is, I don't have this like the commercial kitchen to do them that in that large of a space. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't have fucking time. Yeah. Well, and you like time. it is a bit to sell cherries like that. You have to get all sorts of licenses. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, like well, because it's, it's a food product yeah. and an alcohol. Well, yeah. it basically gets treated as an alcohol product, though. Once mm-hmm. it gets infused with alcohol, it's no longer treated as food. Yeah. So that, so so, I know you've been on the show before. You talked about it before, but just give a really brief overview of how your cocktail collective is going. Yeah. Where you see it going? Because last time we talked, you had just started it or we're yeah. just getting ready to start it. We had just gone through our, our first major promotion for the year. And because we, we, we originally had all these classes packed for January and then COVID kind of saw another huge surge. And so just for everybody's safety and health, we postponed a lot of those classes. So was, February was big for us. So. I mean, the goal when we started the Cocktail Collective was to create a space where people could come in, feel like they could learn about bartending and cocktails and spirits without feeling like it was an intimidating environment. And that that was my main goal. And we have, at least in my mind, uh, 
succeeded in that goal. I mean, we have a lot of really wonderful reviews from people saying that they feel really comfortable in the space. I have had a lot of people who say, I get nervous in large groups who tell me after class, this is one of the few times I've been in, lar- been in a large group and I truly feel comfortable. Well, that's a really good compliment. I like, I almost want to cry in those moments because I'm like, I'm giving you something that I, <laughs> I, I, which was my dream and well, I'm not seeing it come and through. You give them alcohol. Exactly. So there is a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my big thing is, so I, I, I work professionally as a bartender uh, for 14 years and uh, an educator for about 10 now. And one of my big things that I hate seeing when I go into the liquor store, any liquor store, wherever in the country. Fireball? Oh, that too. <laughs> did you, did you see the recent lawsuit? Yeah, they're getting oh, sued. Jesus. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about damn time, honestly. But I it's digress. The they put in it. Anyway, keep going. We love it. <laughs> so one of my big things is I want to create better consumers, not just drinking, but also when they're purchasing because people need to understand. Yes, there are some bottles that are absolutely worth their price, but at the same time, there are absolutely bottles out there that are, aren't shit. Well, and thankfully in the state of Utah, you're not losing out on too much because we don't price obscenely here. We actually have about a 300% markup. Yeah, but it's still better for for some things. Let's be clear. The really, he's talking like the really So like when we get cases of the specialty stuff and now there's a lottery. Oh yeah. It's a little bit, it's more fair, but like Pappy Van Winkle, I don't think it's probably worth the three to five grand it goes on the open market. It, it absolutely not. Well, and the thing is, if you were to go to the Pappy Van Winkle Distillery and go purchase a bottle from them, mm-hmm. which you can, mm-hmm. it is still like three digits, yeah. if that. Well, it's because, like it's like a hundred bucks here, hundred and fifty something like that is what it'll run here. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like they realize it's like yes, it's worth the price that we put on it, but this stupid secondary third market is bullshit, mm-hmm. and. I mean, not to not to talk down on bourbon. It's the thing that got me started in this entire industry. But people who will fight and wait in line for hours and hours and hours for Blantons, it will never make sense to me because that is, I believe it's the, I have to look it up, the distillery that it comes from. They produce some of the, some of the whiskeys in the world that range from anywhere from 60 to I think $80 a bottle. It's not, it's not at all worth it. And I have, I had somebody be like, well, it's kind of okay, but I just really want to collect the horses. I'm like, so you're going to spend like three, four hundred dollars yep. on a bottle yep. for the horse? It's like the people, what's that vodka that's the skull or whatever? Oh, the, it's oh, nasty. Crystal skull vodka. It's uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. It's Dan Aykroyd? It's yeah. nasty. Oh, like the bottle's cool. It's really expensive so I, and it's nasty. So I, it's horrible. One of my clients got me a bottle of it a few years ago. It's yeah. just a tiny little yeah. bottle. I have it because it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool bottle. It's not good. Yeah, if no. somebody buys it for me, then that's yeah. great because- now I have the cool yeah, that's bottle. Yeah. It's like it's like that. Uh, what is that drink out of out of Hawaii? The blue? No, the blue one that comes in like those oh, yeah, circular yeah, yeah, bottles. Yeah. It tastes like shit, but it's, the bottle's cool. It's made out of a uh, Hawaiian water or some something. I don't know. Anyway, but the bottle was cool. The bottle's really cool, but yeah, it wasn't great. No, it's no. like some sort of vodka or something. It's oh. yeah. just t- tinted blue, but it yeah. wasn't. I mean, that, that's the thing is like people don't necessarily understand what is worth and what is not worth their money. And that's also my my goal is, okay, we're going to build this in a cocktail. You're going to taste this in a way that you maybe wouldn't have tried this before. So therefore, when you go to the store, you're like, oh, okay, I can be a little bit more smart or I can be a little bit more conscious about how I'm shopping. But not only that, understanding 
if you want to purchase the expensive bottle, I have plenty of expensive bottles myself that are maybe still three quarters of the way full that have sat yep. there for a couple years now. I still am happy with them. But you just don't want to use it when you spent exactly $300 on a bottle versus 40 or $50 yeah. on a bottle you find to make cocktails well, exactly. with. It's like when, when our kids come over and house sit, we'll say, these are the ones you can use. Mm-hmm. If you drink them till they're gone, I don't care. Don't use these. Absolutely. And they're, they're, they're always been really respectful of that. Okay. That's what, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And it's more of a don't use these because I know what 20 year olds drink like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're so, over 21, to be clear. My kids aren't under Yeah, age, they're, but, they're definitely. But I know, like, I know uh, how I drank in my oh, early yeah. 20s. Like, I just fucking drank. Like, I mix Jack and Coke. I still mix Jack and Coke. It's my favorite drink. Um, but I still like a Jack and Coke. And if you, from time to time. if you pull out my bottle of like Glenlivet 15 and, and take shots, Coke. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to send you <laughs> back where you came from. I would like you to replace that bottle, please. So what yes. the idea like about, uh, the cocktail collective is, uh, on this show and in other, I've, I'm the first to admit gin is just not my thing. Yeah. I just, it's like sucking on a Christmas tree, but. Have you Jun- sucked on many Christmas trees? Just yeah. gin. J- Juniper berries. <laughs> it's actually his kink. Juniper berries. I do not I've understand. I've known you for a long time. It's good to know that. I do not understand with gin why they decided that was the predominant flavor. The only thing I can imagine is back in England in the 1500s, that's all they had. But I mean, you're not wrong. So, but my point is, uh, going to your class, because I think, I want to say it was the second one I went to, yeah. was, was the gin night. The drink we made, I, I don't remember what it was called, but it was actually nice. It tasted great. I remember you said that. Uh, it, it was yeah. It was a nice drink. It was a nice cocktail. But the thing I really liked about the class is it shows you, okay, maybe you're not a huge gin drinker, but let's Mix it and other things in such a way that it's still a nice drink. Yeah, and it and it was it was it was a pleasant drink. Well, and gin is real. Gin is kind of a hard one for people to get into because they sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, this takes tastes like my grandmother's Avon perfume, and um, it smells like it too. Absolutely. Who did we have that brought Join the gin? Join my MLM, um, Madame Petrini's. When Madame Petrini's came out, we mm-hmm. had is it James? Uh, no, I because it's Ogden Zone that does it. Yeah, they, it was. Oh my gosh, what is it? I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. It's yeah, it's not the, James. The, 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 anyway, he came. He brought some. This was this was had to have been probably five and a half, pushing six years ago. He came. He brought some. We tried it. We were all polite, and I'm still like, ugh, this is horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, there are there are actually 15 different types of gin, mm-hmm. and one of my things when I always try and when I talk about gin, when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm just not like a gin fan. I always try and be like, there is a gin for everybody. If you more like vodka, this is more the gin you're going to like. If you more like herbaceous style drinks, let's say you are obsessed with Hendrix. Here's the here's the gin you're really going to like. I'm sure that's yeah. it. I'm sure I've just never well, had somebody who knows what they're doing point out. And it's really kind of – it's honestly kind of hard because a lot of the gins that we have available he, even here in Utah are really – hard to kind of decipher from it's like what's good what's not i mean when you try a london dry compared to let's say dented bricks um uh, oh my gosh what is it called uh <laughs> i'm not trying to remember what it's uh the method that they use for di- uh, their um distilling uh Oh, it's going to bother, bother me. Yes. They <laughs> basically, I, they're, they're probably going to hate me for this, but basically it is, uh, the old term version of bathtub gin. Mm-hmm. It's not made in a bathtub anymore, right, but, but essentially it's the, the process of infusing. And the way that they do this is amazing. I mean, they use angelic root, which is always going to help soften anything that has juniper in it. Um, but 
know having people who know what they're doing with Jin, but also knowing like how Jin profiles work. I think the problem is the first key. time I had Jin, I had Bombay, and the second time I had oh, Beef Eater. I'm so sorry. Yeah, at least you didn't Anything start with Beef Eater. So it's like you know, I, like first yeah. time I had Bombay, and then I had the shit on the bottom shelf yep. of a plastic bottle. Beef Eater. <laughs> First time vodka I ever had was Taka. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's had like a black label with a crown on it. It was a big plastic bottle. Oh my gosh. The, that couple that was in the liquor store with us on Saturday, um, they were walking by one of the flavored crowns, uh, the Jack, the, the uh, Jack apple? apple, maybe. The, the no, green, maybe it was, green a, apple. No, it was the Jack. It's the was the Jack. It's he, they called it oh, Applejack. Yeah, yeah. And oh. and she's like, oh, I know how much you love that. And I was like, is that one that Chris that, doesn't like? So remember, if you remember last week when we went over the top selling liquors, yeah. Oh Jesus, the green came out, the, the green apple crown was in the top, I think it was in the top five yeah. of of distilled spirits that yeah. the liquor store I, sold I by dollar value. I put out that list. Yeah. For the- and let me tell you, okay, Crown's done some stuff. Crown is like, Crown's like, I, who was I having the conversation with about Crown? Oh, it was Rick when we were at brunch. I was talking to him about, so my mom growing up, she drank like a fish, um, She's, she's a bartender. She we would if she didn't have gout. She would drink like a fish still. She still drinks. But her go-to is Canadian Club. Okay. Which is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it is the plastic bottle Canadian whiskey. But like, so like it has, she's pulling it out in the big, you know. Yeah, she buys it by the grip. Like she buying that for lifting? Yeah. It no, was so funny. I told my boss the other pour. day that a grip was, because I said, you need to get a grip. And then he's like, yeah, let's get and a grip. I was like, you know, that that's like an alcohol thing. So now you owe me a grip of something. And he's like, what? I'm like, so, so, but like, I was talking to Rick and I'm like, she buy. he's like, oh yeah. He's like, that's like, that's what the parents always drank. He's like, you would always know when like we had money because then the crown royal would come out. Oh, like yes. the, the nice, the nice Canadian whiskey it from the bag. Yeah. Like that's the expensive Canadian I just, whiskey. I remember as a kid, like my, I had a, one of my little neighbor friends, parents drank it all the time and. and would give him the bags. Yeah. So we had all the little bags for our dice, mm-hmm. for our marbles, for yeah, our little bunch of joke yeah. guys. Like they look. last for. I got bags in there that are probably twenty fucking year old oh, crown yeah. bags or more, probably thirty years old like, that I use for dice. And, and at the time, I didn't think anything of it. But here, are all these little neighborhood kids walking around with our little uh, well, crown hey, royal bags. Hey, when we were kids, we had fucking smoking Joel Camel on our bags. <laughs> and, that's dude, that is fair. That Again. Is fair. <laughs> Did it change anything in your life that you were playing with the bag from a liquor bottle? Not, you know what? It made me. It made me see the devil. <gasps> as soon as I touched that bag, I became a raging alcoholic. I was going to say I am an alcoholic now. <laughs> I was so. going to make it. I was going to make a really racist joke, but I'll do it off the microphone because Alexi will appreciate it. But I don't. You. But I don't want other people to think that I'm. Off. We're down to three listeners. We can't piss them off. But I keep this. Well, and I mean, like I remember the bags from when I used to bartend at the strip club. Like I would have so many of those bags, and I hated them. And I'm still. I will never be a, fr- a fan of Crown Royal. I don't think it's Never. good. It's that, not. It's not. And the I mean, apple crown wanna... is just sweetened. For your birthday one year, somebody got you that crown royal maple. Oh, Jesus. That might have just. That, should, that could have just. That Chris, is, Chris is like, maybe if I cook with it. This is. It was. It's literally the worst liquor I've ever had in my life. It is worse disgusting. It is way worse than it fireball. It was like. It was like. I could rancid, at least drink fireball. It was like rancid maple syrup. I smelled it once and I, I remember. Like vomiting. The, in the my only mouth. thing that I could think it's a little regurgitation. The, the only thing I could think to really do with that is to make maple bacon with it. 
Because it was that sweet. And like maybe it would actually work. But, but what what drink are you going to mix with with maple? See, and I every time I see I'm a recipe, sure it comes up with like a hot toddy or like yeah. a buttered rum, and I'm like, no, don't don't do it. Just if you want maple flavor in there, just add some fucking maple syrup. Who, who is it? Who is it that's making the peanut butter whiskey locally? Is it Dent oh, oh, uh or Ogden's Own? No, Ogden, yeah, it's Ogden's. Ogden. It's Porter's because yeah, it's Porter's peanut butter, Porter's, and Porter's is. Ogden's and they do that. They yeah. do that peach whiskey too. Yeah, the peach. They do the fire. The cinnamon they do their cinnamon. Too. Their cinnamon porters fires. And called. the thing that people have to realize those are those are made not so much for cocktails, a lot more for shooting. Although I don't, I think he had mentioned a few of the uses that they'd come up with with the peanut butter stuff. To come My favorite like cinnamon, cinnamon one. peanut butter jelly shot is pretty common with yeah. that one. My favorite again, cinnamon is still hot damn. Yeah. It to me, it just tastes like a melted gummy, like hey, a cinnamon nothing, gummy bear. Nothing yeah. beats aftershock, man. Those crystals, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> those crystals at the end of that cinnamon syrup. I don't mm. know. I love some gold slug. I like to bleed in my throat. <laughs> I just, I love cinnamon. Like to feel and rich so, like, and bleed. I think that's why I like it. Like cinnamon is my thing. So, if and you, it literally tastes like a melted cinnamon. If you love bear. cinnamon, you have to try uh, oh, Water Pockets Rock and Bourbon. Okay. Because that is probably the only whiskey that I've is ever it a had. Cinnamon? Is it a it is cinnamon a, a, type? I don't even think he adds cinnamon, but it has so much huh. cinnamon flavor, at least for me in it. Interesting. It's so good. It, he I'll did such it. a good job with it. I'm obsessed. I'll try it. Yep. Every time I hear about Goldschlager, I think of Super Bad because that was the drink that the girl <laughs> wanted in Super Bad. Did you get my Goldschlager? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Goldschlager. Oh man. I will never forget. So I'll t- I've never told this story on the air. I don't think. But I when I was when I was a kid, so in high school, my parents had the bright idea to go out of town graduation weekend. So oh, I had. I think you have told this. I had this a the vacuum hell story. of a rager. Yeah, hell of a rager at my my house. We started drinking. My buddy came over with a cooler full of booze. We started drinking at ten a.m. Saturday, and we just rocked it all night. I had tons of people over. About uh, about eleven o'clock, uh, this guy Ron shows up with a bottle of Lord Calvert. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and we <laughs> and it comes by the gallon in no, a plastic jar. No one would shoot it with him, but I'm game. We went shot for shot. We drank the whole damn bottle, him and I, in less did than you, an hour. Did you die a little bit? I was so drunk, I threw up. Like. So we had a graduation cake, like we were doing the whole nice party thing. I got my head shoved in the cake by someone because I was too drunk to like fight back. Like I tried to grab a bottle of like Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we were drinking. Peach. And I, I, I went to grab it and it shot across the table because I was like pinching at it. So anyway, so I'm chasing this person around the house on all fours because I can't walk and at some point, we get to the kitchen, and my parents' kitchen was carpeted at the time. I looked up, and bleh, all over the kitchen, my smart ass decided to get a vacuum cleaner <laughs> to try and clean it up. <laughs> Luckily, someone had the brain power to stop me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I like this would have been a great like Lord marketing Calvert. for Oric. Yeah, <laughs> for Oric, like a shop vac. <laughs> Shop no, no. back. The DeWalt, can, the DeWalt shop back. Can kind of pick up your mistakes. <laughs> so when I talk about how I think my kids drink, that's what I'm thinking they're drinking oh, yeah. like. I, I don't know that, that they do quite that anymore, but I do know that a few weeks ago, Sean did have a friend fall down the stairs and dent the wall from, you know, drinking. But my she, other daughter, He didn't dent the wall. He put a fucking hole in her staircase. It, so, but like, 
But like my older daughter, my younger daughter was like, Cassie never comes over and like hangs out and comes to my parties and stuff. And I said, let's, let's put it this way. You have friends falling down your stairs drunk. And Cassie calls her friends and says, Hey, what are we having for dinner? Would you like me to pick up a bottle of wine on the way? I'm like, that's where you've like diverged. (laughs) Sorry. That's where you've like diverged, you know, into the, you know, it's like in college when Somebody would bring the Colt 45 over. Oh my God. (laughs) I, okay, so I recently saw an article that Utah's not handling very well, but I'm personally all game for it. Like when kids are doing tailgates now, they're not doing tailgates like the jugs, the the jugs, the boards. And I have to say, part of me is incredibly proud for a couple of different reasons. One, they're able to make sure it's in a like their own self container; no one else is drinking from it. But also, they're able to make sure that they're they're keeping an eye on how much they're actually consuming. Well, not only that, but a lot of them are mixing it with uh, things with electrolytes in it. Yes, or. If it's maybe just, he's doing very good right yes. now. Okay. Well, maybe if it's just a day that you maybe don't want to drink. Yeah. Nobody has to know. Nobody's going to know. Hey, I, we did that shit when we were kids. It was called Everdew. You took a two liter of usually Mountain Dew. That's how it got its name. You drank a little bit of it. You took a pint of Everclear. You put it in the Mountain yeah, Dew. That's not what they're that's doing. That's your baby. drink for the no, night. No, no. They're literally using liquid IV. They're using. I know, like, but that stuff tastes like dog shit. Mountain well, Dew's it, okay. I think if you mix it properly, well, that's how your teeth fall out. Was the you know? But the, like you're drinking Everdew. your electrolytes while but you're drinking also your like, booze, right? Also, like when we were kids, we were the kids that made Jungle Juice, which was oh yeah. Here's a cooler. Or one of those like five gallon like water the things jugs. that the Why was it always in a bathtub or a kitchen sink? Yeah, and then like you cut up all this fruit and you put it in there and then you add a bunch of Kool-Aid and then you just keep pouring bottles of liquor. Now I grew up in Wyoming, so there was always at least two bottles of Everclear. And they're not pints in Wyoming, they're fifths of Everclear. Absolutely. Uh I did not realize you couldn't get a fifth of Everclear in the state of Utah until I you moved here. You couldn't get Everclear for a while. Yeah, for Utah. a long time. Uh but uh that and then we would all drink we would just dip our fucking cups in it yeah. and drink out of it so, all night. But here's here's a story. Like I thought that that Wyoming was like this really, you know, broad-minded state. Now I take my little 22-year-old kiddos into the liquor store and we're wandering around and they're they're 22. So they're they're like a year past like yeah, but Sean still age. looks 15. But they all oh, sorry, dog. So they all look a little bit um a little bit young. But they let us all wander around for a while. And I guess it was at the point where we kind of all like went, kind of went separate ways and I wasn't really with them that they decided they were going to come card them. Well, the one girl needed to go to the bathroom and she didn't realize that the bathroom was around the corner. So she decided to walk across the street. So she's like, she's got to come back. And I'm like, I'm the mom. Do you think I'm just like letting my random teenage daughters walk around? So she like, she comes back in but, when we're done with the thing. And she, she wasn't even buying anything at that point, but she like yeah. makes her show her ID. I'm like, oh, that's not, gosh. that's not because they're like uptight in Wyoming. That's because it looks like a bunch of young ladies in a liquor store and they can lose their fucking liquor license. Just like I know, but here. they're like, they're literally with their freaking 50 year old mom. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You look anyway, like a Gilmore girl. So I mean, you're going to, you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. 
But you say fifty, and they'll be like, "Well, mm, I'm forty-seven." Really? So, so Lexi, I just rounded up. I would love, I would actually love to see you do a cocktail collective with something like Lord Calvert as the star to see if you can make it. I want to see if you can make it <laughs> like not, a joke one where you're not, like doing no, no, no. the nasty. I want that you make like, it good. This, here's a real idea because not okay. Look, not everyone has the money to buy really nice stuff. That's fair. Yeah, you you can buy a pint of like Lord Calvert or Barton's for like a couple bucks. Barton's is actually very good. It's pretty clean. It, honestly. it, is, it got, is pretty clean. And that's the thing is uh, like I try and keep our prices anytime we use a spirit, I try and keep it below 45. And got so our friend Josh is pushing 48 and still buys the cheapest. Stuff. Oh, he buys plastic bottle whiskey to make his whiskey sours. I can't do it. I love Evan Williams. He's he's getting better, by the way, because we're having drinks over there. Sometimes on Thursdays, he is getting better. Um, but Proud of him. He's making progress. Yeah, Evan yeah. Williams is good. <laughs> Took him 48 years. But. Um, but, but I think you should have a class that does look at like the bottom shelf stuff and see what you can do. With like that's that's my challenge. You see what you, you know can what? do with the challenge. bottom shelf stuff that that really transforms it into something that's good. Call it, call it like bottom shelf to bougie. <laughs> that's a great fucking name. We're running. We're give, We're just giving you gold here. Hey, Lord Calvert, sponsor me. Bottom shelf. And you know, if you said bottom, not bottom shelf to bougie, but bottom shelf bougie, if there you, you named it that, you would have every Whole fucking millennial series. and zennial in your place. What's a zennial? Or or Generation Z, zebra, Generation Z. He keeps saying Zenial, uh, they're but the newest twenty-year-olds. Yeah, they're my daughters. That literally makes no sense. Yeah, they're just called just Gen like Z. the newest twenty-years-olds. <laughs> yeah. But you will get but them all if you that is if you point. go bottom shelf bougie. And you could come up with some ways to make the the more affordable. Still a decent drink. I'm gonna have to try that. I this think, is actually a really good. Idea. I mean, I, I, that's just because that stuff people do drink it. I mean, yeah. if you look at the sales, <laughs> pints of Bartons are one, and this is a lot of it's homeless generated. But pints of Bartons are one of the biggest sellers. And so is yeah. Tito's, yeah, well, Tito, Tito's, Tito's isn't bad. In Tito's. terms of vodkas, Tito's is my absolute favorite vodka to mix with. I, yeah. But it's it's a it's a more affordable. It's not the. I still like Dented Bricks vodka better. I think it's more drinkable. I think it's more. I do like. Do you like I Sugar Houses or, or not Sugar House? Not Sugar House. What's the other one? Uh, Salt City. Yeah. I. Their vodka. I actually have not tried theirs. Really? You, should, you, you know the vodka that I miss. Upstairs. The vodka I miss is High West's blue vodka. The seven hundred they used to have, or seven thousand. See, I'm I'm I I like my vodkas and stuff, and and people are like, well. Yeah, because you can do anything with vodka. And I'm like, you know, vodka is supposed to taste like something. Like I like a it's potato. A, well, no, but I mean, like there I is. Like, a, speaking of potato, I like Chopin as one of my favorite vodkas. But like, like it, but like, like it's not supposed to taste like shit. But it's not like it's not like it tastes like water either. Well, like, and actually, a good vodka isn't supposed to taste like anything. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, yeah, that's what's called this, like a supreme. But I absolutely like Grey Goose. <laughs> Good Grey Goose is not supposed to taste like anything, and well, it's just gone through so many filtrations and isolation. What we used to do is take Grey Goose. So my buddy had a I bachelor had that big pad, giant there. and he had a bottle of Bartons and a bottle of Grey Goose. But every time he'd have a party, the Grey Goose would disappear, and the Bartons would. So he just would he just pour the Bartons into the Grey Goose. Now bottle. that is smart. He did it all the time, and then we would be drinking the Bartons, which was actually the Grey Goose, and everyone else would be drinking the Grey Goose, which was Bartons. I one of my things when I first started the Hammered Copper, my mobile bartending business, I had people who always said to me, "They're like, oh, I need something that's going to be gluten free, honey. <laughs> it's a distilled spirit. It's already there's, there's no gluten. free It's like when you see a fucking bag of like popcorn. It's like gluten free. Of course, it's fucking popcorn. It's popcorn." 
gluten Popcorn comes a, from wheat. It's a wheat protein. Bread, idiots. Yes. Yeah, like, but I mean, I, I understand the concern because there are going to be times where it's like, or, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's going to be times when you don't know the levels of filtration or distillation. You don't know how many processes it's gone through to be able to reduce but that. even if it's gone through but one, you're not still, getting gluten. No. It's a distilled spirit. Yes. It's going to be because you're allergic to that grain is, more than yeah, anything. It is alcohol. Not because you have celiac. Not a gluten protein. It is an yeah. alcohol. And if you knew how it was made, if just go fucking tour a distillery. Here's how it's made. I'll give you a rough, uh, I'll give you a rest, rough estimation. They ferment a bunch of shit and then they heat it up and the steam rises and they get separated the and they collect the steam. And then there's And then all the shit at the bottom. That's your drunk history. It's all sludgy. Yeah. Distillation right there. And oh. then they take, they take all the stuff that's left that they, they, that's not like when they're steaming the shit, the, the stuff they fermented with, that's not even in the equation anymore. Yeah. That stuff's gone. They feed that to cows. Yeah. They give it to pigs or cows or whoever the fuck wants to eat. They it. get drunk. I mean, when we, when we went to, uh, it smells good. I like the course, smell good. like the course brewery. No, I love we the smell the, of the mash at the course brewery. It's when so good. Julia I know. Uh, what? Where did we just go? Where that we were talking to what's this flip? Red uh, Rock? huh? Red Rock? You yes. When we were, went to Red Rock. And we went to the back and we're like, oh, it smells so great back here. And he's like, nobody thinks that. We're like, oh, we don't, we like the smell of mash. I mean, I also used to love the smell of the Wonder Bread factory. Mm -hmm. So give me all that yeast. Yeah, I love yeast. Shove yeast up my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Get some beard yeast up in there. Up in there. So I'm getting you some good ideas for new classes. Yeah. But what is the plan? What's the, what's the, on the horizon? Yeah. So the new, the new plan is, we have our space for another couple of years. Um, we're either going to expand or we're going to stay where we are. Um, and honestly, either plan is really great. Uh, this is something I did not realize that I wanted to do long term until I, until I actually started teaching even more. So I started teaching not only in person, but private classes. And then I also started teaching for brands and then I started teaching for uncommon goods. Oh, wow. And so I started teaching for them and I teach virtually, um, like per month, six to eight classes for them. You're busy. Yeah. I mean, I'm so busy, but I love teaching because for me, I mean, granted, I've acquired all this knowledge from really awesome people and really awesome brands. But at the same time, I never want to gatekeep any of this information. It's not fair. This, this industry is too amazing and it has been too generous to me in my, in my, uh, you know, perspective. But I also feel like, that the way that it's it's displayed a lot of the time is just inaccessible to a lot of people. I feel like there's a way to make it accessible to everybody's, I guess, level and also make them feel like, hey, I came out of this class learning something. So I try and do that. A lot of my classes with Uncommon Goods are history-based. So right now I have a class with them um, that's uh, all about classic cocktails. One is uh, English-based cocktails, we have the White Lady and the Basil Faulty, which are both really fun, awesome cocktails. Then we move to Tiki. We talk about the cultural appropriation of Tiki, what actually is Tiki. And then we talk about these two major cocktails that are made like by Don the beach po- Beachcomber. And then we move on to New Orleans cocktails. And then we talk about the history oh, of that. that'd be fun. And the Sazerac and the Ramos Gin Fizz. And understanding this goes deep into French Creole culture and community drinking. And understanding, like, everything has a history base. Everything 
is deeply rooted in how we kind of define community. And it's really interesting for people to be like, oh my gosh, I did not know this. And then we, my other class I teach is on Cato Alexander, the uh, father of mixology. And I recently had probably the coolest thing in my career that's happened to me. Um, I was refreshing for uh, my Cato class that was coming up. I had like maybe 15 minutes to prep for this class, looking through. It's Black History Month. I'm looking to see if there's any new articles posted. And Google has this new feature, like type in a name or something in the most popular images associated with that word or words will pop up. And if you type in Cato Alexander, my image pops up. Oh, how awesome. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. To be associated with li- the literal father of mixology that everybody's kind of forgotten about because he was a black man born a slave I is massive. And I've spent five years talking about this guy and now to have my face associated with him that's in some so way, cool. it's an honor. It's, it's just the biggest honor. That's so cool. How Thank awesome you. is that? Wow. I didn't yeah, think if you Google my, my name, it just Google goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's because all your social media is blocked. Well, Alexi, that's because I'm not as cool as Alexi. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. Of yeah. course, it's an honor. I, I love, love being here with you guys. It's a good fun chat always. So I was so. gonna kick in one quick story before you read the card when you were talking about um, like community and stuff like that. I always tell people, you know, when you're sitting around a group of with a group of people and you all have a diet coke or a coffee, like you're all drinking your own drink. But when you're sitting around the table and everybody's ordering cocktails. Like everybody's like, Oh my God, it, this is the best drink. You try that, you know, and, and you, you literally share drinks. Like you yeah. don't do that with your diet Coke, you know, yeah. and it, it really does bring people together. It, it kind of, it frees up people that are, that are, you know, anxious or worried or whatever, but it, you just, you don't, again, you just, you don't share your diet Coke. You don't say, Oh, this is the best diet Coke I've ever had. You need to test this. But like if, Chris makes a really great old fashioned and he hands it to somebody and Josh goes, Oh my God, this is great. Try this. Then everybody tries it. And now everybody wants, you know, that doesn't happen with any, any other thing that I know of, you know, I absolutely agree. I think another thing that I've started to see come up with that is especially in the mocktail culture that's starting Mm -hmm. to come up. It's people love, connecting on something that's so very intrinsic to our communities. And I mean, whether you drink or not, it's, I mean, sharing something that is delicious and of course kind of thought or emotion invoking is just always going to be like this, the energy for the group. And I mean, I have a lot of people asking for mocktails and I'm loving seeing this mocktail community that's popping up. I'm not really for uh mocktail spirits, I don't love yeah. that. <laughs> but for me, I love the fact that there are people are starting to get so creative in a way, but it's also kind of redefining what it means to get buzzed or drunk. Uh, people are really starting to take a lot of control over their, I guess, their inhibitions mm-hmm. and not allowing themselves to get stupid. I mean, I remember there were a lot of times I got stupid and I put myself in some serious, dangerous situations and I've had to pay for those consequences. But at the same time, I also have had those really wonderful times where I order a cocktail and I have a friend who orders a mocktail and they're like, Hey, can I try yours? You can try mine. And it's, 
again, it's it's that sharing in friendship, and also yeah. it's it does do a little bit of bonding. I feel like it for sure. When when we do big parties and Chris is gonna do something, he's like, I'm gonna make this drink. We have enough friends that he almost always tries to do something similar or whatever that they can have their mocktail when we're all yeah, having the drinks. And that's stuff. wonderful. So I love that. That's so inclusive, and I love that. Yeah. All right, what's the okay. card? Better be as good as the last one you read. Well, first we have to have Alexi plug all our stuff. Oh, yeah. Plug all your stuff. What's coming up? How do people get a hold of all that jazz? So the classes we have coming up, of course, it's Valentine's Day. So we have a Valentine's Day uh, uh, class, uh, the History of the Love Potion, um, where we talk about literally, there's actually a love potion that has existed throughout history. So we talk about that. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to talk about Rohypno. (laughs) No. No MDMA. Different different love potions. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, exactly. Um, But basically, we're going to talk about uh, aphrodisiacs or like love potions and uh, talk about like the history of how that's evolved over time. And of course, the terrible pickup pick lines. I mean, <laughs> I mean, or what was it? The elf or was it rhino tusk? Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Shark but, penis. But like, snake venom. Nothing gets me going like some snake penis. That's right. <laughs> You should rub that cream right on your wiener. It's good to go. <laughs> if it burns, it works. Liquid Spanish fly. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> but So that's our Valentine's Day class. We're making some cocktails that are awesome with that one. And then we move on to our... Um, we have a... Trying to remember um, our whiskey cocktails, uh, Australian whiskey mm-hmm. focused, uh, where we're actually going to be talking about the history, of course, the distillation filtration processes, um, cultural ties of Australian whiskey. We will be doing a taste of um, Tasmanian and uh, New Zealand as well. Um, those, unfortunately, still don't have their own defined categories as far as any whiskey authority, mainly because they're still looked at as the, under the Australian category, which is unfortunate, even though they are very much their own countries. Um, and then we have the last Black History Month class on the 25th, which I'm so excited about because we are going to be doing a whiskey tasting. Well, not, not even just a whiskey tasting, a spirits tasting of black distillers and brewers. And oh, how cool. it's going to be, I mean, I am so excited of the stuff that we brought in. It's going to be fantastic. It's, I mean, we're going to be tasting Uncle Nearest, but it's not just Uncle Nearest. And so understanding that this stems far beyond what people think. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. Okay, so stop saying yes to shit you hate is this <laughs> week's uh, affirmation. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we say yes to dumbass shit because we want to be cool, to caretake others, and become, oh, and because we think we need a reason to say no. The people we say no to may never understand why we needed to say no in order to be true to ourselves. You don't have to know why you said yes in the, yes in the past. Don't get stuck in a process spiral about it. If you're not into it, just stop saying yes and move the fuck on. Beautiful. All right. The words of a poet. Uh, the words of whoever wrote the spiritual as fuck thing. I don't know. <laughs> 99 inspirational cards for people who fucking need some inspiration. I'm liking these cards. I'm I'm a fan. That's actually pretty good. Some I of like them that. are some of them are hit and miss, but he's he's pulled some good ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you liked what you heard. If you didn't, fuck off. I'm sure the episode. <laughs> Did you want me to share my pluggables? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Please do. Oh, so you can find the Cocktail Collective on Instagram. Um. At Cocktail Collective, and also on Facebook at Cocktail Collective. Um. We also have a face. It's not Facebook. A website. Uh. 
www.cocktailcollect.com. You can find me and all my weird shit on Instagram at melanated.mixologist. I also have a TikTok that has weirdly gone <gasps> viral. Really? <laughs> I gotta find you on my TikTok. How uh, come I follow- I have other bartenders and shiz? What the hell, man? My cat, for some reason, helped me go viral, which I'm not surprised it's oh, a cat. Oh, maybe but- it was a cat video. Were you in it like like was your face involved in it? Yes, my oh, face. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I, I definitely haven't seen it because I would have recognized that. Because <laughs> I'm on bartender TikTok and I'm on cat TikTok. So what the hell, TikTok? <laughs> I'm Maybe on, now that you're here, my phone's listening to you. It'll your TikTok's me. fucking weird, Jeremy. Don't I'm on talk weird about TikTok. It. Yeah, we don't like. I'm your on TikTok. rug cleaning TikTok. <gasps> me too. Where they spray the rugs out. <gasps> I love that. Yes. And the the and also the, this my is going to be weird. Very different. I'm on hoofing TikTok. Like where they do the yeah. I don't know what the fur, fur, no, not the farrier. Farrier. Yes. I do have the foot one where people have the weird foot problem. No. Again, again, Jeremy, your TikTok's fucking <laughs> no. weird, dude. She's talking about a furrier where they farrier. go in and, yeah. farrier, yeah, where they go in Animal and like, toenails. like the, like the horse that hasn't had his, du- his toes like, done. Why in the forever. fuck is there a small boulder in Jeremy, this animal's Or they're that? like walking like that. Yeah, I get, on, I get those too. You're on OnlyFans where you're seeing your feet. <laughs> thing, dude. Did you go stuff. to the yoga section? Did you get lost in the yoga He's section? He's like, I started watching videos and these chicks were in yoga pants bending over. I don't know. They didn't even say anything. <laughs> they just said namaste and then bent there over. There was just, yeah, like it was very calming for some reason. <laughs> Enya was playing in the background. That's why. <laughs> that's a enigma. <laughs> I don't know. So, I'm, I'm just hoping my TikTok bring, brings you, brings yeah. me around to your, your viral kitty thing. So share our episode. Uh, we're on social media at TNU Podcast. Not on TikTok, not though. Chris Tom. keeps promising, are, but. Are you, uh, uh, are you still doing the hammered copper stuff, the bartending stuff? Yes, we're still doing the hammered copper bartending stuff. So we still do, uh, weddings, events, corporate stuff, all that. Basically, if you need a bartender for your event, give us a call. We are the only black female owned uh, mobile bartending business for the state of Utah, which is awesome. You're so. probably the only female owned, uh, black female owned um, cocktail educational space in Utah as well, I would assume. I am the only one, but I, I, I yes, that, that's actually not surprising at all. I'm actually the only, I'm the only certified, uh, basically whiskey certified, also gin certified um, educational space in Utah, but I am one of two in the entire nation. The other oh, one's wow. in, I was just going to say, North I, Carolina. Feel like, I feel like you, you could probably even say like the Intermountain region or oh, yeah. something, and, and, say, and it would probably be fine. She can yeah. say the west of the Mississippi. I can. <laughs> for that particular thing. Yeah. But I mean, I think even for like the bartending and stuff, she could probably yeah. be like... I think it would. I think it there's wouldn't actually, be a too far reaching. For there's actually a region. lot of black female owned mobile bartending businesses now, which I'm really proud of. I'm That's really proud awesome. to see that. Um, a lot of them are still East Coast. There's still not a lot of West Coast. See, um, inner mountain region. Yeah. But yeah, no, the other one that's uh, a education space is in North Carolina, and they are amazing. They're also black female owned. There so you there go. you go. Find find your world. Well, no, the black black women are. Good. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. Wow. <laughs> Something about black women are saving the world and, uh, and them and the, and the zebras. Yeah, that, the recording just stopped for some reason. We're just and out like here doing the over. Lord's work, you know? Yeah. No, like it's my TikTok is full of black women because I, I, I do. I find them very interesting. They have interesting things to say. There's a lady that does, uh, gosh, a bunch of history stuff. She's like totally serious. She's, it's not comedic at all. And she comes on and, uh, I'm like, well, how the hell did I not know that? But anyway, so it's going to be you guys 
and the the new young kids that are coming up that actually care about people. I, millennials are fucking exhausted. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully you liked everything you heard. Um, if not, I don't actually give a shit. We do this for fun, not because people love it. You already told everybody to fuck off, so. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Well, look, we don't get paid to do this shit. <laughs> so yeah. you, we Alexi don't care does. if you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. Not this, Albert though. Sponsor. We didn't, no. pay, we didn't pay her to do this. Are they even still around? They are. It's fucking terrible stuff, man. 